welcome back to another episode of the Patriot Party Podcast. This is episode number 27, I believe. We're calling it Distractions, and we are joined tonight by our good friend, Frantic Missy. Hi there. Hi, Missy. How's it going? Um, it's going awesome. And of course, um, I am Lynn and my exceptional co-host husband. Yeah, I'm here. What's up, fuckers? <laughs> the Mick. I've been told I'm not allowed to talk tonight, so I'm just going to sit here in the corner and call her. That's an excellent idea. So um, actually, to get started with that, because Mick was even more of a condescending asshole than normal on our last podcast to the point where a listener actually chimed in on it. So I, I told him he has to sit in the corner and call her this time. So um, shout out to Matt King in the UK, who said in our Patriot Party chat, he said, heard the last pod. Amazing as always. By the way, Mick, you're an ass to V Lynn. She's been talking this info forever and is being justified. Let her have some airtime. Still never missed a pod. Love you guys from the UK. We love you too, Matt. At least I do. I'm not sure about Mick right now. <laughs> oh no, I love it because there's there's a there's some there's a comment there, but I'm also gonna say the same thing I told you. I'm no, I'm not gonna eat crow. And no, y'all can suck a dick because I got bad news for you. This has been information that's been out there for well over well over a year now. It's been out there. We've known that fucking Fauci's done this. It's been reported on. Everybody's reported on. it. Like I told you earlier tonight, Hannity gave it five minutes on his radio show today. Bongino gave it five minutes on his radio show today. Uh, Shapiro gave it five minutes on his radio show today. All for a reason. Because again, I'm going to say this because I completely believe and I'm 100% said fast in my decision on this, that it is not about Fauci. Fauci is the fall guy. He is out there, the sacrificial lamb. This is about Soros. This has always been about Soros. Soros is the one, if you think about Soros, I always think about a 28-legged fucking octopus. And he's got his tentacles in everything. That's why we dubbed the last one, everything is connected. Because Soros is connected to everything. There's been more shit that came out about Soros. Mary McLeod, I can keep going down the list of names that just got hired to Biden's DOJ. I would, this guy is such a fucking retard. He is not covering up any of his bases whatsoever. Soros or Fauci or both? How about oh. Fauci, Biden, Soros? And I know, Missy, you got something to say. I apologize. I'm just trying to get my point out. That's it. I'm going back to the corner. And so, I'm so much for sitting in the corner and coloring. <laughs> hey, Fauci's in a, that's an Italian name. If he was a Chinese doctor or an Indian doctor, even though we're not getting along great with China right now, I trust him more. Just saying. Like, I, I just don't trust him. He's, he's a little man with a little agenda and he doesn't think big and he loves the damn camera more than anybody I've ever seen. You know? Yeah. Fauci's, Fauci's a patsy. I, I definitely believe that. And they're going, they're already calling for a criminal investigation on Fauci and yeah. they're going to throw Fauci in jail and yeah. Fauci's going to go down and they're not going to look any further because they found the answer they think they oh. want. And then they're going to sit there and hold hearings and nothing is going to happen because if something could, something should have already happened, we shouldn't be having hearings. We should be having indictments. So, I mean, if, if they really were going to do something, they would just fucking do it like they did with Giuliani. So I, I don't want to hear it. I, I, I'm so sick and tired of them bringing people in front of Congress and absolutely nothing happening. And I mean, I, I mean, I get it, you know, optics are everything, but like 
I think everyone else that I've met or know like feels pretty much the same. Even friends of mine that are like hardcore Democrats, we don't get along, but we talk about stuff and they're like, dude, we're tired. Like, what are they going to do? The tech thing is definitely a problem. It's hitting both sides now. And they keep bringing people and dragging them up there and nothing happens. Nothing happens. It's ridiculous. I, whatever, you know, just another brick in the wall. Just more distractions. Well, it is and it isn't. You have to understand there. Um, this this playbook has been around for years. Every, every time that we talk about it, we say, oh, well, the Democrats are showing their playbook again. They're not. This playbook has been around uh, for decades. I, I want to say something else, but I know I'll just get labeled a racist and canceled and thrown in the corner and been told the to color again, just like I did tonight. But long story short, this has been a playbook that people have perfected. The Democrats, unfortunately, have perfected it long before the Republicans even ever thought about using the playbook. That's one of the biggest issues that we have. And it's one of the ones that still plague the Republican and conservative parties today is that we refuse to play the same way the liberals play. The liberals have a playbook for this shit. It's been used for hundreds of years, yet we've never done it. And now it's getting thrown to the point where we're throwing it out there and we're saying, hey, do this shit. Trump was doing it. Trump was Republicans, conservatives, Liz Cheney and those dumbass motherfuckers. They didn't like it. It's a and distraction. They're at now. It's all a distraction, darling. It's all a distraction. You know, you got to remember. Five companies own 90 percent of the media. And the people that own it, do you think that they care about anything other than their bottom line and their shareholders? I mean, I think that there's an underwritten agenda, but a lot of this is like, what will make headlines? What's clickbait? What can we, what can we get to people to pay attention? Unfortunately, hate sells. Unfortunately, tribalism sells. Unfortunately, outrage super sells. So of course they're gonna like put those stories to the front of the line. And it's got a double awesome like purpose, which means that you can distract people from whatever's going on behind the scenes, you know? Rudy Giuliani having his house raided was a topic of discussion for what? Three days, four days, right? Well, you know, the biggest distractions are the ones that hit people at home, hit people in their pocketbooks. So right now, the biggest distraction is the gas shortages and the food shortages because they're continuing. Let's let's talk about this. since you brought that up. Let's, since let's. you've gone down that rabbit hole, let me go ahead and blow your rabbit hole up. What? Why would they pay the ransom? Why they paid the ransom them? apparently in the first day? Okay, well, get this. It gets better than that. Yeah, there is no gas shortage, See, but there's been a gas shortage. This okay. is why we. I, I got to have Zoom because I want to use my. It, there's more, but wait, there's more because <laughs> there is more okay. here. This is craziness. All right. Okay. So get this. They did pay the ransom. You're absolutely right. They paid the ransom within the first 24 hours. Yep. So now tell me something, ladies, since they paid the ransom, what should have happened within the first 24 should hours? Should have been turned back on. Right? Right away. Okay. Why so wasn't it? Tell me something. What was the first <laughs> news story that led out with, what was the first news story that led out about this ransom hack that happened to colonial oil? Russia did it. Not just Russia. The KGB did it. Correct. They labeled it down to a specific group. If you go back and you listen to Monday morning's broadcast Absolutely. of NBC News, the first thing out of their fucking stupid holes was, oh, the KGB in Russia hacked colonial oil. Wait a minute. How the fuck do you know that? Because the CIA didn't even know that it was criminals that had done it up until that point. Guess make, what? Make it the wasn't KGB, out of the 
polls. It was off the teleprompter because these people don't actually invent or come up on the spot with anything. They're told. No, no, no. And there's no argument. I'm not arguing with you on that one. Oh, that was definitely somebody else playing that part. But what I'm saying is that you had all these people that came out initially. If you remember, the initial reports was the KGB did it. The GRU did it. They labeled every intelligence agency in Russia and the Russian government. And it wasn't until about 24 to 36 hours later that they came out and said, no, nah, it was a criminal organization that did it. You know Wait a minute. Do you know why they did that? Because they wanted their friends for the insider trading bullshit to know who to invest in, who to pull out of. And then, then they come out with the whole facts of, oh, the supply chain is disrupted. They oh, wait. wait. You know, so wait, that's, that's what you think. Okay, but I got something else to add to that. That was only the first part. Think about this as a tiered response, okay? The first response was that initial response was, well, the KGB did it. Well, wait a minute. How do you know it's a KGB? They were asked that question, actually. It's actually, I couldn't believe it, but Peter Ducey, first question he asked, fucking wrap around Jen Psaki, you know, turn, uh, circle back circle Jen. Back, circle back, girl. He said, uh, hey, how do you know the KGB did this? Well, her response was, well, we don't know if it was the KGB. We know it was someone in Russia dealing with something, part, some part of the government. Let, let me guess. The intelligence community. Had that was Tuesday morning. Wednesday morning. If you watch the progression Wednesday morning. Oh, it was cyber hackers, criminals from Russia. Mm -hmm. Well, wait a minute. Before you said it was the KGB. So why? Why did they do that? Oh, because no. The media lied. Not Everything's Russia. Come on. What? We didn't hear you. Why? They tell the truth every time. I mean, like you can trust them. You can trust them. No, but my question is, why did they do that? Why did they say because it was Russia? Why did they say it was the KGB? Because they're trying to start a war. No, what happened? What happened in Palestine on Tuesday morning? Excellent. Shit blew up. No, no, even better. But why did it blow up? If you listen to Ben Shapiro or you listen to any Jew out there, they're going to tell you, well, Palestinians, well, we just hate the fucking Jews. However... If yes. you actually look at what actually happened, there were Russian KGB agents that were pulled out of Palestine Tuesday morning and disappeared. Almost the whole Russian-Palestinian group that was there, GRU group that was there, up and vanished out of Israel on Tuesday morning. See, and Israel is another distraction. And I asked you about it this morning. What the fuck is going on in Israel? Well, that I, I mean, unfortunately, I still can't talk about that, but. And I'm not going to talk about that. So fuck off. So, but what I found out. But Hugo Stiglitz, 2020. Okay. What? Yeah. <laughs> bringing Slayers back. Um, so what I found out about Israel, because I was following the money, like I said in the last podcast, this was really interesting. So we are, or Biden is sending our taxpayer dollars to Iran again. Right. Love Iran. Let's just pay them not to blow us up and continue their nuclear program with the intent of blowing us up. Sure. That's going to work. Work so well. It's always worked so well. So we're, we're funneling money to Iran. Where is Iran funneling that money to Palestine? So we are literally, we are paying the Palestinians to blow up one of our best allies in Israel. Okay. Well, so one more time. Hamas is what? Hamas is what? When this podcast, when all this stuff came out, even before this podcast, I was thinking about this. When it comes down to it, they paid that ransom, right? 
the colonial pipeline people, they paid the ransom. All I could think of in my brain over and over again are those pallets of money that we sent to Iran as ransom. And I think about that and I'm like, you know, he, Nick is right. They've got a playbook and they follow the same thing over and over and over again. Now here's the deal about this $5 million. $5 million is really not a lot of money. It's, it's really, really not. In the grand scheme of things. Uh, Why does we, just, we just spent 3.6 trillion. 3.6 trillion. We had to do the math to figure out how many zeros are in 3.6 trillion dollars. Well, Mick, we have to have those gender studies programs in Pakistan because I mean they need us. That's important because the Pakistanis they don't know whether they're men or women. So it's maybe it's we actually maybe we should have sent those, those gender studies people to Palestine. <laughs> Either way, like you were talking about Hamas, okay? Hamas is what? Hamas is a essentially a terrorist organization. They are a terrorist organization. What type of terrorist organization are they? Um, I'm actually trying to point you in a direction and maybe you're n- between the two of you, you guys can come up real? with the answer on your own. This was us. So is Hamas real? Is Al-Qaeda? Hamas? The fuck they say it in Britain? Are the Antifada? Real? The Antifada is absolutely real. Uh, Hamas is absolutely real. Uh, okay. Hamas is what type of I think I think what she's asking is is Hamas an organic organization that sprung up out of Palestine or is Hamas funded by us like so many other organizations are? Hamas is not funded by us. I can tell you that right now. However, Hamas was originally started out as a political group that started in Israel and an effect to take over um, the West Bank. Now, Mm -hmm. Hamas fought the Israelis for many a year. And what Hamas has fallen to is much like what leftist liberals have fallen to. If you actually look at the group, the actual organic culture of the group, they've gone to where the money is. Like you said, follow the money. Well, follow the fucking money. Back to Soros. No, no, not in this case. Unfortunately, this does go back to Iran because Iran was funding Hamas years ago because what do Iranians want? Iranians don't want Israelis. No, Iranians view Israelis as a threat, just like Pakistanis do, just like uh, any Arab culture outside of Israel. And yet Trump brought them all to the peace table. Israel's brilliant. What they've done is, is they have a cause celeb, right? And that is... They have been the victims of the Holocaust. They have been the victims of having their temple. They've got the, they're victims because they got to cry at a wall that might not even be the Western wall. They, they are crying over everything and they're brilliant for doing that because what it does is it leaves, you know, Mossad open to be able to do the things that they do and never being actually held responsible for it. The Mossad people, the people that are involved, if you guys think for one second that they didn't have something to do with all of the above, you've lost your damn mind because they're they're into everything. They got their fingers in every single pot. But because they're the little guys, we all just assume that you know they're they're the victims. And that's and Hamas came about because the Mossad fucked with people so much and just like just destroyed uh, Syria, the whole thing in Syria. That is not about Iran. That is about Iran versus Mossad, in my personal opinion. And they want to destroy the, the, the monuments and all and destroy history. But at the end of the day, like we know that we invented ISIS. We invented ISIS. Because the minute the Trump took office, boom, ISIS gone. Right? Yes, ISIS, I, I believe ISIS was a 
product of Hamas is Obama. I think it is just, it's a mask to put on the face. So you don't have to actually, it's like the anonymous for, you know, the people that believe what they believe. I don't think it's actually like an organization that actually does anything. I think it's just, we'll take credit for that because it makes our religion and our goals easier to attain. It lets people know we're serious. I think that's all that is. ISIS always, ISIS always kind of reminded me of Antifa, because if you look at ISIS, most of the people in ISIS are white Europeans or Americans. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to remember, everybody, you, you know, and I'm, I'm going to stop both of you. Right in Israel are white this this is now starting to hurt my head. All right. <laughs> ISIS. All right. First of all, understand what ISIS is. All right. First of all, I've never seen Antifa cut anybody's head off before. I have seen ISIS cut off people's heads. Matter of fact, I've watched ISIS put people into cages and then in filled with gasoline and then light them on fire. Oh, I'm, I've seen all those videos. I, I've not, got to watch those videos and I'm it's not, not a, saying, it's not a great video to I'm watch. I'm not saying ISIS wasn't horrible and isn't horrible. I've I'm actually fought ISIS against was... them and I've actually killed a lot of them. And yep. I can tell you hundred percent ISIS is hundred percent real. You can say whatever you want. About I didn't it. say it wasn't real. I said it was funded no, by real. our taxpayer dollars, whether it was, funded or not, I can't tell you that what I can tell you about ISIS and right. I believe, can, can you account for all the black money that's out there? I'll, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be racist, but it's it, that's what it's called. Black funds, black ops, black money, black cube, formerly black water. There are these organizations out there, but they get paid to cause terror and confusion. That's what they get paid to do. And you don't think that our government isn't helping fund and they're not like, oh, well, you know, a couple of bodies, a couple of people, a couple of journalists. Nah, we're looking at the bigger picture. If you don't think that happens, then like, shh. I mean, you know that happens. You know that there are people that look at the bigger picture. And, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm, like I said, I'm not in any way, shape or form affiliated with military, anything. Never have. If, I, if I'd gone into the military at 18 years old, I'd probably still be peeling potatoes because they'd be like, do a push up. And I'd be like, fuck you, don't tell me what to do. So that's me. So I don't know things from your perspective, but what I do know is that I understand how battle amongst other human beings in tribalism works. When you don't like someone else, when you categorically disagree with them on different subjects, you are going to do whatever it takes to get that point across that you want to make, including terrorism, which is the whole reason that Antifa exists. Because unfortunately, terrorism gets the point across. I didn't say it was a good thing. I didn't say it wasn't real. I'm just saying that you got to look, you got to follow the money, and you got to remember the concept of distraction. You got to remember, a lot of this shit is distraction. Charlie Hebdo is a great example for you to look into. Oh yeah, familiar. And see who's really responsible. Do you think that these I mean, don't get me wrong. One of the reasons that we could never, we did really badly in the Vietnam War is because people yeah. really believed yeah. and were willing to fight to the death yeah. for what they believed in in Vietnam. Yeah. Totally respect it. It's over, doesn't matter in the past, right? But the same thing with Afghanistan. The reason we have had such a hard time getting that under control, and this isn't my expertise. I'm just telling you my opinion. I could be completely wrong, totally okay with it. But one of the reasons that we had such a hard time bringing Afghanistan under our boot, literally, is because we were looking at a situation where the people that live there 
who are fine with living with nothing. They don't need technology. They don't need all the stuff that we need to operate, right? And those people were willing to do anything it took to get their freedom back because they'd literally been under someone's boots so long that they couldn't even remember what it's like to be their own country. Because before us, it was Russia. And it's still Russia. Yeah, it's still, well, it's a lot of people that are Russian. Yeah. There's a lot well, of no, I mean, they keep bringing Russia back into the picture is what I mean. It's still Russia. Yeah. We still hear about Russia every day, not in relation to Afghanistan, but we hear about Russia every day. It's Russia's the enemy. Thing. Don't you know Russia's the enemy? You don't hear shit about China being the enemy these days. You hear about Russia being the enemy. One of my favorite memes is uh, Russia, Russia, that, Russia. From Jan. That, again, again, you're, you're going to where I was last week and the week before when I was bringing all this shit up. Yeah. Russia is again the scapegoat it's again the guys that they want you to they want to turn their your eyes away from china they want you to get all of your eyes off of china off of the far east because that is what the story is and what people do not realize and what america does not realize and what europe doesn't realize and for all the people in fucking england that listen to us holy shit folks what the fuck are you doing because you guys are way worse than we are. I thought we were bad, but you guys have a lot more coming to you than we do. Well, and I, I'm going to tell you that right now, because there's a lot more shit that your countries have agreed to China with than the United States has ever agreed to China with. So Nick, England, you got another thing coming. They're a commonwealth. Do you think that they, that they control anything? It's all a puppet show. Same thing with Canada. Why do you think Canada has gone so hard in the paint about COVID restrictions, right? As did New Zealand with gun control, Canada with gun control, Britain with gun control. If you think for one second that the queen isn't running everything, I mean, she's on the coins, she's everywhere. It's a big freaking deal to them. They, 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 go, they come to her defense, even though she's a monster. Like these people, they're dealing with a commonwealth. They are not in charge. So of course it's way worse. Because that's the reason that we're still free and they are not. Because we actually, even though it's corrupted and messed up and screwed, we at least have a constitution that protects us. You know, even if they don't follow it, it still is there, it exists. And unfortunately, places like England, Britain, excuse me, Britain, in places like Canada, Australia, New Zealand, that's where you see the most tyranny because the government that is there, the people that are actually like in the parliaments, they're not in fucking control. Justin Trudeau is one of the best puppets I've ever seen. And his daddy did the same job before he did. That's why he got tapped. Just saying. Well, Justin Trudeau got elected because he's cute. That's really well, it. Calendar. I had a calendar called My Canadian Boyfriend My Brother Gave Me for Christmas uh, 2018. He thought it was hilarious. And it's all these sexy pictures of Justin Trudeau. And it's like, my, my Canadian boyfriend. And it was a calendar. Oh, Jesus. Is that like our firefighter calendars? Mick, I think you should do your own calendar. Your own firefighter Mick calendar. That'd be fun. No. <laughs> With puppies and kittens. It'd be great. No. <laughs> no. No sexy Mick with puppies and kittens in his firefighter uniform. That's too bad. You can do one called My American Not Boyfriend and just take the worst. <laughs> Is that like a, I'm kind of gay, but not really gay, but I might be, I might've seen one up close type calendar. Is that what you're talking, tell me? $20 is $20. Just saying. Hey, you're damn right. It is <laughs> your, I fucking do not argue that whatsoever. And there's nothing in the world that can pleasure a man better than another man. I got you. I'm with you. 
I've been to Taiwan. I've been to those places where lady boys exist. All right. Well, okay. So we have all these distractions. So the, the shutdown of the, uh, the colonial pipeline. And did you hear that Whitmer is trying to shut down the major pipeline in Michigan as well coming out of Michigan? Cause she's just a dumb cunt, but that just makes me think even more that the whole pipeline thing is not what they say it is. I can't say it's a hoax because it was obviously shut down. We know it wasn't Russia because anything that they say is Russia is obviously not Russia. So who shut it down and why? Belen, when people people hypnotize you, one of the things they do is they have trigger words that bring you into hypnotism, okay? So the word pipeline at this point has become a, pardon the, it's a trigger word, literally. That triggers me, right? Pipeline, the word pipeline has become a triggering concept. So when you hear these headlines, when they say Gretchen Whitmer did this and that and the other, you gotta remember like the way that things work in her world, there is no such thing as bad publicity as a politician, unless you're Matt Gatz. There is no bad publicity. Can't even say the word, that's how much it offends me. Pipeline, that word pipeline, just count, just sit there and watch Fox News for an hour and count how many times they say the word pipeline. Pipeline. It's not a pipeline. It, that's not even what it really is. If you look into it, it is a method of distribution for a product. The same as anything else. Like the way that they put it, even the way, the, the way that they word it, pipeline, you think of like something that cannot be stopped, something that cannot be shut down, a direct, a direct infrastructurally, like a, my brain is broken. The direct concept of one thing being here and going there and there being no shutdown. Like in actuality, these pipelines, they just send the fuel to facilities that pick up the fuel. And further questions, how is it that for, how many years did we not have computers? that they were able to refine gas and oil and still get it to the consumer. And then all of a sudden now, no, 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 not now. And in South Carolina, and I got a huge argument with my mother over this. I know that there's containers that come in that are gas containers and they fill up trucks at certain facilities upriver that are gas facilities. Now my mom is like, no, this pipeline is gonna, it's gonna be like the seventies. You better get gas now, you better get gas now. Guess what I didn't do? Didn't fucking get gas. Bought beer. Didn't get gas. Didn't go lick my asshole. I just won't leave the house for a couple of days. I'm used to that anyway, so I don't give a damn. But at the end of the day, like there's, there are, they do things in different ways. And these refineries, the concept of there just being one way to get a product is insane. And the Republicans are using it to trick you into thinking that that's, that's an infrastructure problem and that Biden's responsible and blah, blah, blah. So they're, they're pumping that up on their end. And then on the Democrat end, you know, the MSNBCs and all, and CNN, they're saying that uh, it's evil and Greta Thunberg's like, oh, how dare you and all this shit. There's all that on the other side of it. So you have to remember that word pipeline is a trigger word. You need to look into the history of it, the history of gas, the history of refinement, understand why they're in the South. Do you know why they're all in the South? It's because it takes less heat to get a product. You have to have high temperatures in order to refine oil and gas into gasoline that's usable in cars. So when you think about that, you're like, oh, that's why they don't have any in the Northeast. But people don't even know that. 
They've done zero research on it. So instead of like getting mad or freaking out and buying Walmart containers and having your car catch on fire, which a Hummer in Florida did, which is hilarious, that's what happens. That's what happens when you buy Hummers, supposedly. Like the guy was, he had five gallons, like, like of plastic containers in his trunk, full of gasoline, and the car caught on fire. Someone got injured. They refused to seek uh, medical help, which is hilarious because that's Florida. Florida man caught his Hummer on fire. And at the end of the day, like, like instead of going out and panic buying gas, Maybe the smaller thing would do to do is to figure out why this is a problem, where it comes from, and instead of who was responsible, ask why. Always ask why over who. Because the distraction is, look at this, the pipelines are shut down, we're all gonna die, we're all gonna die! That's not how it works. Guess what? They paid the ransom, which I think was a bad idea, but it's done. And everything's gonna be back to normal in a couple of days. So crazy people that caught their car on fire, or filling up a trailer full of gas cans, you're an idiot. How are you going to get rid of that gas? You're going to have gas forever, yes. But you look like an idiot, and you took gas from people who might actually need it for work. And on top of all that, you just got triggered by the word pipeline shut down, right? Well, you, you know, look- I, I think it's the memes going around uh, Twitter have been pretty freaking hysterical. You know, like um, the Democrats owe us gas money. Um, Shit like that. You know, you but you voted for Biden, sit your ass at home. You're not working anyway. Um, all, all that. That's been hysterical. But so, something you said about them paying the ransom. So, Mick, tell me, why don't we negotiate with terrorists? Why don't we pay ransoms to terrorists in general? I'll never stop. Well, if you give a fucking mouse a cookie, he's going to ask for a glass of milk next. So mm-hmm. when this company... Um, under encouragement of the administration paid the ransom. What does that lead to? What happens next? More ransom. Okay. Maybe. Well, first of all, since but. now we're obviously, okay. First of all, I completely disagree with everything you just said. Missy. And the reason <laughs> I disagree with it is first of all, how the fuck do they get the oil or the gasoline to the facility that you just said get shipped down river down the savannah river to you in charleston no, they, oh, no, they ship, that's they how they get that there is a pipeline the pipeline gets it to that facility which is called the distribution facility and that distribution facility then fills, fills a truck that eventually that truck tra- traffics that over a shorter distance than the way we used to do it back in the day which we used to have trucks on the road for 12 18 hours when somebody's driving basically a metric ton of explosive around in the back of their big rig they kind of figured out that that caused a lot of wrecks and killed a whole lot of people and they said you know maybe transporting gasoline is not the best way to do it in the back of a truck so that was the first reason why we stopped doing that now if well just give me just a second and let me finish so that was the first one the second one when when they figured that out they said hey you know what we save actually a little bit more money if we i'm not i'm not arguing with you about the science about refining gasoline down south you're absolutely right heat plays a major role actually humidity is the big role that is the reason why we refine gasoline in the south however up in the Northeast, yeah. they have done it. And in New Jersey is a major refinement point for most of the gasoline in Northeast and the Northeast sector, or what they consider the Northeast sector of the United States. So out of New Jersey comes pipelines that feed 
all the way up to Vermont, going into Canada, plus straight across the West, out into Ohio, Pennsylvania, almost damn near out to Chicago. And there's a major pipeline. And it's really funny because none of them were affected as bad as the colonial oil one was affected. Now, you brought up the question about paying the ransom. Paying the ransom. Have you ever been in the shipping industry for ocean containers? Ever? Yep. Okay, how long? Because I did it for the last couple, three I was in I was in the shipping industry for three and a half years doing customs paperwork for containers. And I actually mm-hmm. worked for a company jazz, and you can look them up. And one of the things that we brought in were containers full of refined gasoline. Yep. Please tell me more about this. You're totally on I'm not disagreeing with you that I, I know exactly that you did that. You want to know why? Because when we were bringing that in, you probably worked uh, under Obama when you were doing that. I'm just guessing, throwing a guess out there. And the reason that we were doing that is because that we were appeasing some other asshole out there that fucking Obama was basically paying money to, to make them happy. And it wasn't our, the difference between the gasoline that comes in through a port and the gasoline that comes from a pipeline is the gasoline that comes from a pipeline is U.S. made gas. It's U.S. refined gas. It's oil that's been harvested here in America and refined to gasoline and then pumped out of American out of American areas. When they come and do shit like this, the reason that they are doing this shit is because we gave a whole lot of people under Trump the middle finger. We said, hey, fuck you. We're going to become energy independent. You know what this is? This is to show the world that, you know what? The United States is not as energy independent as Donald Trump made us out to be. That's what this is, again, a shell game. This is, again, a distraction, as we've been talking about all night. This is a distraction to say, hey, look, America sucks at energy. No, actually, Donald Trump was really good at it. He did a bang up job. And there's a ton of motherfuckers that can't now that are fucking scared of us. Go ahead. Why it's so easy to pin it on Russia. Because that's exactly what it is. It's a show of force. That's that's 100% correct. And that's why they automatically, what's the first finger point go to? Oh, the KGB did it. Wait a minute. How do you know the, you know, I, at first... I'll give you this. The first couple of years of Donald Trump's administration, I kind of sat there and scratched my head. I said, dude, why are you doing this? I I mean, I know a lot of the shit Russia does and Russia does a lot of, a lot of dirty shit. I'll be the first one to say that Russia does some dirty shit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. However, at the same time that I say that though, I also look around and I say, well, just uh, hold on one second, because as I've been watching now, And as it's become blatantly apparent, or at least I'd like to believe it's become blatantly apparent, um, if anything that Joe Biden has showed us is that we do more shit to make it look like Russia's way more dirty than it really is. And I'm beginning to believe that Russia doesn't do all that much bad shit. They're they're accused of everything under the sun, but I don't think they do all that bad shit. Yeah, I don't think so either. They're never going to deny it because for them, it's a show of force, a show of strength. And like just the way they're culturally designed and the way they were like all, I mean, you got to remember a lot of the people that are in power grew up in the USSR and in that mentality. And, And they're kind of brainwashed to the point and especially the, like Putin, especially is not going to be the first one to say we aren't that strong. The first thing that Putin's going to do is go, "Yeah, we did it because we're tough." You know, it's it's like gangsters taking responsibility 
for a, you know, a, a death of a bunch of people when it could have been anybody else. It's a show of force. It's a show of strength. And they're never going to say they didn't do it. That's one of the reasons they're an excellent target because they're never going to say we didn't do that. They're never going to do that. Well, and that's just like every other terrorist organization out there as well, because they're going to be the first ones to say, no, we did it. I mean, ISIS will take responsibility for everything, even though they may have not had anything to do with it. For, for instance, any of the lone wolf issues and stuff that we had a couple you know, five years ago, that shit, ISIS was taking, you know, they were taking credit for it. They had absolutely nothing to do with the planning, the execution, or the financing of anything that took place during that. And everybody wants to say, oh, well, yeah, they did. I was like, no, they didn't. These people came up with this plan on their own. They went and killed all these people on their own because they themselves were fucking psychos. That, that, that's an excellent foray into the and a question that I actually wrote this down to ask you tonight. I, being a bleeding heart kind of person, maybe it's because I'm a woman, maybe it's just because like I... I love people. I believe in humanity. I believe in humankind. I believe in kindness. I believe that even my worst enemy can be like rehabilitated, which is not something I'm sure you believe at all because you've seen things in a life that I've never seen. But what do you think drives someone? What's the driving force behind someone going, okay, that's it. I'm resorting to violence and I don't care who gets hurt. What do you think makes someone okay with that in their own mind? What does it take to get to that level? And Valen, I would love to hear your opinion on this too. And both of you. Y'all know more about the subject than I do. Well, look at where we're at today. How many, how many liberals have just said, hey, fuck you. You know what? I'm not going to talk to you anymore. How many of your liberal friends still have honest to God conversations with you about politics? Because I can tell you how many of my liberal friends have politi- political conversations with me. Most of them. Nick, you want to know why? Because I approach things from a different perspective than you do. I don't come at them hard and pin them in a corner and make them ever have to defend themselves. I drop hints and clues and bring them around. I use the Socratic method, which is a very valuable way to bring someone around your, your mind of thinking. And I do it in a way that's not threatening. And I, I say things to the right people at the right time. And I'm careful about my speech and I'm careful about how I word it. And I try to get them on my team. And then when they like, they like, I, I agree with them on stuff. Even if I don't necessarily completely agree with them, I will agree with them on stuff. And let them think that they are in control of the conversation. But in reality, I'm the one leading them down the path they need to go on, the logic path. And the way you get the logic is by asking questions and making them answer it for themselves. There's no way that you're going to pin someone in a corner and force them into saying, like, I was wrong. That never happens. People just double down and dig their heels in. It's not, a, it's not an appropriate way to bring out the, the teamwork and getting along with someone. The only way you can bring around a liberal and get to be able to actually talk about politics with them, and I don't like the word liberal, like the, the hard left, whatever, because I got friends across the spectrum. I got people that are politically homeless, people that are now like Republicans, they used to be Democrats, like people that voted for Trump, that thought, said they would never vote for Trump and then did anyways the second time around. There's a lot of people like that in my life. And a lot, of, I, I'm not saying that I'm like, you know, Jesus or anything, but I am going to say that there's a lot of people that I've brought around to my way of thinking, and I did it by never backing them into a corner always making them feel like whatever I said, I might not agree with them, but we're still going to be friends. And like, I always make sure they know no matter what happens, no matter what happens politically, we're still going to be friends. And we're still going to be able to discuss this stuff because it's like a safe space for them. You know how much they love their safe spaces. And that's the only way you can get through to somebody. You could never get through to somebody by backing them into a corner and forcing them to defend themselves. It doesn't work. It's psychologically not going to ever freaking work. All they're going to do is they're going to feel the need to defend themselves 
and dig their heels in and they will argue with you and they then you can't have that conversation ever you got to learn how to be political to talk about politics you know well, next. Okay. So first of all, apparently you don't know me as well as I thought you did. I, I thought you were well-versed on as to who I am and what I am. So let's just go ahead and dispel some of your uh, previous thought points there. I am not diplomatic. I've never been, you know how diplomatic I am. I'm diplomatic at the end of a rifle. You're either going to die or you're not. And it's your choice, which way you want to go with it. Now with that, at that point, I am also, uh, I'm very blunt. I, I don't mince words and I don't fucking care. I honestly don't give a shit. If you are that small minded of a person that you cannot understand that I have a different point of view than you do and you don't want to talk to me anymore. Bye. Have a good life. Could give See, a shit less. I am, awesome. I am. I am down. Like, I am down with goodbye. You know, I do not play that game. However, at the same time, all I'm going to do you're right. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I'm going to beat the shit out of you with fact. All I'm going to do is keep throwing facts at you every time something. And I'm going to tell you right now, I have red pilled more people just by fucking throwing fact in their face going, Hey, what Biden do today? That was a good move. Hey, glad that we fucking voted him in good job. And I have got more people flipping sides just by being a dick like that not being nice i'm not nice about it i'm not like hey well i'm gonna coddle you and i'm gonna pat you on the butt and say hey good game nope don't do that okay the two of you are literally talking about two two sides two sides of the same coin missy's just nicer about it than you are but you still ask the questions and you make them answer them by by asking someone what did Biden do today? Good job. Instead of coming at them and saying, Biden's ruining the the entire world. Like I tend to do, you get through to more people than I do quite honestly, but going back to, going back to answer your question, Missy, hold on one second. Your question about what drives people to violence. And again, it's, it's two sides of the same coin. There are two things that I think drive people to the point of violence and that is love and hate. And And I think a lot. And lies too. Lies drive people to violence because there's a lot of people out there that have been lied to and they really, it's not that they're stupid. I don't think anybody is like actually stupid, but I think there's a lot of people that just, they're either too busy running their own home or like paying for their bills or taking care of their children or their mothers live when it's elderly. There's a lot of reasons why people just can't be bothered to dig any farther. And when you're nice and you... You get through in a way because that's what they need. They need to hear someone who's sympathetic. That's what they need. And that's what's great, Nick, is that there's, there's, we're doing the same work. We're on the same team, doing the same thing with the same group of people. And we're bringing people around. And it doesn't matter how you do it, as long as you do it, you know? Well, people that can't be bothered to do their, their own research or, or listen to facts don't. I don't think they're the ones that are going to fall down the road of violence, but you're right that lies do it too, because lies are designed to instill hate, not, not love. They drive people apart and that's what they're pushing with their hate. It is just all trying to drive us apart with hatred and lies to start violence. That's exactly what they want. That's what they're driving us towards because again, and I've said this before, it's not about, Democrats and Republicans. It's 
not about gay versus straight or black versus white or any of the things that they use to divide us. It is about us versus them. It is about we the people versus those few that consider themselves to be the elites that think that they should rule over us and, and they should not, they cannot, we will not let them. That's what it's about. Yeah. And, and, and you're absolutely, you're right to an extent and you're wrong to an extent. It, it goes back to the, the way this country was originally founded and 90% of America a is uneducated and does not understand the way America is originally founded. B they believe this other crap about the 1619 project and the rewriting of American history. And C they believe that what they're being told by all the mainstream media, because they are millennials and they're too dumb to realize the, the things that we're all older. We all have already seen the lies. We've all already saw the lies on TV. We know what the media, the general media is capable of. We know they're capable of lying. We know they're capable of covering up for their political allies and their, uh, you know, everybody else who's not a political ally. Now you're a target. Um, we've seen it happen over the years. These millennials, they have no fucking idea. Yeah, I was talking to a kid. I was talking to a kid the other day and I brought up and I just dropped it just to see how he reacted when I said it. And I said to him, I said, Hey, well, you know about pizza, right? <laughs> and the look on his face was like, what the fuck are you talking about pizza? I was like, you've never heard of pizza gate. What are you yeah, talking about? And the second that I showed him everything about Pizzagate and the and not the fake shit, I'm talking the real shit, the shit that we've got Chrissy Teigen on fucking Twitter yep. fucking saying, I just had a large pepperoni pizza on my chest and he left uh, ranch sauce everywhere. Um, hello, that's really fucking gross. I don't care who you are once you understand the code or not. That's disgusting. And the second that I said that to him, it was like everything clicked. And I was like, you know what? Stop. Just go do your own research. Go look it up. Don't have me tell you, but don't believe everything you hear about it. And it took him 25 minutes. And the next thing you know, Redfield. I've got this kid who starts asking questions about everything, everything under the sun. And now he won't leave hey, you alone. <laughs> what about this? What about this? What about this? I'm like, what have you looked up? What do you know? And and that's where a lot of people, I think, when it gets down to, um, for instance, uh, everybody says their beliefs on Q and all this other shit. That's what Q did. Q put a post out there and millions of people went and researched the shit out of it and came up with 11 million different reasons as to why this is right or this is right. And Even that's what he was about. He was about just showing you Hey, look, just do some research. Find out for yourself. What does it mean to you? Even if he was a psyop, he did his job. He opened people's minds and he got people that housewives, people that, you know, are, are working two jobs that mess around on the internet, people that, you know, never really thought about Epstein Island or, or saw any of these pictures or, and never had a community. Like, even though we're all on social media, really Shit, for all we know, he was working two jobs. Right. The point is, is that even if Q is a psyop, even if it's garbage, even if it's all a bunch of lies, even if it's all a bunch of lies, and you know, all the people that believe in them, including my adorable parents, they've been lied to. It doesn't matter. 
Because the important thing is that it woke people up, got people to look at what's right in front of their face, double click and be like, okay, wait, 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 what? And especially the people that were trying to prove him wrong are the people that were like, dude, what, what, what? I tried to prove him wrong and all that happened was I ended up proving him way righter than I, I found out way worse stuff. I can't believe I just spent eight hours digging around on the internet. It's 2 a.m. I got to go to work. Damn. Like people did that a lot. So, I mean, no matter, say what you want about Q, people that, you know, believe in Q, people that don't believe in Q, it doesn't matter which side of the coin you're on. All that matters is, is that it did its job. It got people to wake up. It got people to pay attention. And at the end of the day, like there's many different styles to do what we do. That's why there's so many of us doing things differently. And I mean, like I said, some people have success the way you do it. Some, some people have success the way I do it. Some people have success the way v does it. Some people have success the way Janet does it. Everyone has like, their role. I have to believe that this movement is divinely, you know, made to do what it does. I believe that we're all brought here by God. And I believe in God. And I'll say it again. I believe in God. I think that we're all put in the places that we're in and we meet the people we're supposed to meet and we say the things we're supposed to say and we run into the people we need to run into and say what we need to say at that exact moment to bring about this change, this mindset, this breaking of the distraction, this breaking of the, the games that they play, this look here, not here, the sleight of hand shit. Like, I think all of that is important. And it doesn't matter how you get the ball into the hoop because this isn't the normal game. All that matters is you get the ball in the hoop. That's how life and death and important it is, you know? I, I do know, Missy, and I agree wholeheartedly with you there. And just you and I are a perfect example of that because- Kyle said on our podcast, uh, when he came on, when we did the one about Georgia Guidestones and went full conspiracy theory, he was like, man, at the end of it, he was like, man, you need to talk to frantic Missy. And I hit you up on Twitter and we started chatting. And the next thing, you know, we're on the phone for three hours a day. Um, so oh, I, I love because <laughs> we love were just, you know, we, we were meant to come together at a, at a certain time and, and meet each other and move forward together doing whatever we're going to do. And we'll, we'll talk about that later because we have a fun, big announcement, but regardless of that, so all these distractions, what are they distracting from? Cause there's a lot of stuff being talked about right now. And there's some really big things that aren't being talked about. So I think that'll bring think, us to our topic, right? Where we talk about the border. We'll, we'll get there. Um, I think one of the, the big distractions is the Arizona audit because Maricopa County, Maricopa County, that shit is about to blow up. So, um, I was right last week in the podcast when I said that they were, uh, they had asked for the routers and Mick said, no, no, it was the thumbsticks. No, it was actually the routers. Um, and they were supposed to be, it was originally the first thing that they had the fight over in court was about the thumb drives. Yes. That was the first fight they had. And that's what I was thinking you were talking about. I didn't know. I didn't hear about the routers. I, I heard about the routers later on. So the interesting thing about the routers, right? You'd think because none of these machines were supposed to be connected to the internet, which we knew was bullshit because when we went and voted, we saw the fucking internet signal right there on the computer. So here in Georgia, we knew the no, computers were in it. All we right. didn't just see it on the computer. We saw it on our cell phones. That yeah. was the other place because I went it and looked for a up. Wi-Fi signal and I copied the Wi-Fi signal that we found on the election on election day. And that that Wi-Fi signal was what I found. And I was like, uh, wait a minute. I, I showed it to you and I yeah. said, 
I didn't think this was supposed to be on the internet. And you said, yeah, they're not supposed to be. And I was like, well, that's interesting. So the routers in Maricopa County, they refused to give them over, even though it was under subpoena that the judge upheld, because they said first that it was a security concern because they shared the routers with the Maricopa County Police Department. So, I mean, fuck me running. They share the routers with the Maricopa County Police Department. That's a huge security concern right there. First off, they're not just LAN routers and not just local area network routers. They're actual live connected to the internet routers and they're being shared across multiple departments. And who That's owns- a huge security thing. And who owns Dominion? Oh, exactly. Um, and then- Then they turn around and they said, well, they couldn't give up the routers because it would cost too much because it would cost them $6 million. I can go to Best Buy and buy a router for 150 bucks. How many routers do they have that's going to cost them $6 million? If all they have to do is replace the police department routers, because that's about what they're sounding like. I mean, so that, that whole thing is a little crazy, but getting down into the audit, Um, So the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, Chairman Jack Sellers, uh, received a letter from the Arizona State Senate, and it said, Dear Chairman Sellers, I am writing to seek your assistance and cooperation in the resolution of the three serious issues that have arisen in the course of the Senate's ongoing audit of the returns of the November 3rd, 2020 general election in Maricopa County. So the first is, of course, non-compliant with the legislative subpoenas, um, because they have refuse to prefer to produce virtual images of the routers used in connection with the general election. They say it's going to endanger the lives of law enforcement officers, their operations, or the protected health information and personal data of Maricopa County citizens. Not sure how that could happen if it was just the election routers, once again. Um, Then they go into they have refused to provide the passwords necessary to access the voters' tabulation drives. The attorney's insistence that the county does not have custody or control of this information is belied by the county's conduct of its own audits. So, which they said were comprehensive uh, as they purported to be comprehensive and would certainly have entailed the use of passwords to examine the tabulation devices. So, you know, the big thing on the news, like um, Mick's fun friend, uh, Russia, Rachel Maddow, was going out and said, they've already done two audits. They've already done two audits. Why do they need to do another audit? They've already done two audits, right? That's what we're hearing. How could they have done the audit if they didn't have the password to the tabulation drive? Sweetie, I don't mean to interrupt, but I've got a a question. I think if you keep going, I won't get a chance to ask you this. If they went to the police department and used their routers, doesn't that mean that they have to answer a FOIA? Well, that's an excellent question. They would have to answer a FOIA if their routers are shared by the police department, right, Mitch? Because then it they have to look. They have to answer a FOIA anyway because they're uh, technically a governmental agency, so they would still fall under the the realm of FOIA because uh, they're an election committee. So it's a so it's a governmental agency. It's FOIA related. Either way, this is where my big issue is. Okay. Let's talk about routers real quick, just for shits and giggles, right? Routers, they don't withhold any information. The only thing a router withholds like on it, 
that actually is contained within it is an IP address. Exactly. And it can show every IP address it's ever produced. That's the and only thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time the fuck out. All right. The only thing a router can show if you were to actually dissect a router is the IP. I, you can't even find the original MAC address with the router. If that makes any sense, a MAC address is actually a physical address to your computer. It actually says, okay, you're a router and you were hooked up to this computer. Now, in a local area network where you actually plug into it and it's not a Bluetooth or a wireless signal, that is easily traced. However, Bluetooth and wireless signals, guess what? Good luck. So routers show outgoing IP addresses, essentially. Do they show incoming IP addresses? No. Not at all, just outgoing. Just outgoing. But that also- But there's not a lot, there's not, my point is this, there's not a lot they can prove with that. There's not a lot of info that you're going to get. Now, a hard drive or a thumb drive, on the other hand, holy shit, when you say that something's deleted off your hard drive, (laughs) go for it. Keep doing that, please, because you make my job a lot easier because when I go into your computer, I can find more shit that you've done on your computer than you ever thought I could ever find out about you. Okay, well, speaking of things being deleted, here's another thing. The results tally and reporting database was deleted in March when they were already under subpoena. So think about that. The results tally and reporting database for the Maricopa County elections audit is for the Maricopa County elections for 2020 is gone. Someone deleted it in March. Well, oh, after the subpoena has already been issued when they were fighting not to give up the evidence. So has anyone, it, has anyone filed a FOIA though previously to March? I, that I'm not sure about. I'm sure someone has, we haven't. But um, how, how do you delete the results tally and reporting database? Why do you delete that? Why would you delete that? That is like the most important thing, right? The results. Dude. Why do you delete that? Because you got something to hide. Of course. So, and we, of course, we already knew that too. So the other thing that's in this letter talks about the chain of custody and the ballot organization anomalies. Um, so the county has not provided any chain of custody documentation for the ballots. Does such documentation exist? And if so, will it be provided? The bags in which the ballots were stored were not sealed, although the audit team had found them at the bottom of many boxes, cut seals of the type that would have sealed the ballot bag. Why were these seals placed at the bottom of the boxes? Batches within a box are frequently separated only by a divider without any indication of the corresponding batch numbers. In some cases, the batch dividers are missing altogether. This lack of organization is significantly complicated and delayed the audit team's ballot processing efforts. What are the county's procedures for sorting, organizing, and packaging ballot batches? And you know what? I found that really interesting about the broken seals, Mick, because when we were talking about the Georgia election irregularities uh, way back when the whole shit was going down with Ruby Freeman and then pulling the storage boxes out from under the table. You remember how you very specifically described how those ballot boxes are sealed and they're signed and they're essentially like melted in. I mean, they're, you, you can't fuck with that. And if you do, those ballots are considered null and void, right? 
So all of these ballots, there is no chain of custody for any of them. And all of the ballot boxes are uh, unsealed, not sealed properly. Okay, you know so your point with that is what? Because every state has different laws regarding, because that is the beauty of our constitution. Our Congress determines when we have to have elections. It's on the states, which Georgia just passed a law that locks up our voting, how we vote, when we vote, what we vote, how the votes are contained, how if you've read any part of that law, you've read all of those parts, which contain how the votes are secured, where the votes go, when they're counted, how we're going to count them, who's going to count them. When we get mail-in ballots, you know, Georgia's changed its law there, especially when it comes to mail-in ballots, mail-in ballots being the big one. The mail-in ballot was the problem last time is that we did the mail-in ballots the day of the election. Nope, not anymore. Now we're doing it just like Florida because, you know, what Kemp did, he was just like, how, well, how the fuck did Florida have all their mail-in ballots counted on election night? Well, that's because they started counting them as they received them. As they, they were received, they were counted, logged, and then put away and secure. But what I found really interesting about the ballot seals, and I get you about different states having different laws, but you described very specifically how you once volunteered in an election. Yep. And that's where you saw how everything was sealed. Yep. What state did you volunteer in? Georgia. No. No, it was Georgia where I volunteered. No, it wasn't because we didn't live here then. You were in the army. Oh, that's right. It was uh, Arizona. Arizona. You were in Arizona where you learned how those things were supposed to be sealed. That's why I found this so interesting. Well, no, because it was different then because they were under a different, they were under a democratic mayor. They were on a Democrat mayor. They didn't have, or governor. I mean, that was way different. That wasn't a Republican governor like they've been under now. All of this is, did you know that the same group that helped run the campaign for Brian Kemp uh, were actually moved three months before the election in order to go work for DeSantis. I know my friend, marry me, Jeremy, because my mom is like, you should marry him. And I'm like, I'm good. Marry me, Jeremy works for Brian Kemp. And then he got moved in the middle of it to Florida to go work for DeSantis. And he was going door to door with DeSantis and like introducing him to his constituency, hopefully future constituency. So it was the same people that got Brian Kemp elected that got DeSantis elected. That's interesting to note, because if you look at the, the, the style and pattern that they're handling voting and tech and all the other stuff, it's interesting to note that they're all brought about by the same people. The same people are their staff. It's crazy. Y'all should look into that. That's an interesting like connection between the two. And I have a question too uh, for you, Belen. What did you think of them putting cameras on the poll washing in the recent elections in Arizona. Did you think that was effective? They also had poll watchers in person, but they literally did the ballot counting on camera this time around. Do you think it's because it was a less important election? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? In the audit, you mean, or in the election itself? No, in counting the votes. They were counting the votes. Hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, they're doing it all on live stream because they're trying to show that it's, they're actually being transparent because during the actual election, when they were counting the votes, they were putting court cardboard boxes up over the windows so that they, the poll watchers that they kicked out couldn't see what was going on. So 
I think it's awesome that it's on live stream. You're actually watching them put the ballots one at a time through these machines that are looking for all kinds of things. Do you think um, it's to distract from, again, distraction? Is it, do you think it's from to distract from the fraud that happened? And I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it, it's voter fraud. The voter fraud they pulled about in the presidential election. Yes. Actually, absolutely. actually, I, I'm going to say this. The fact they're doing this live stream is goes back to, I think the they had a poll done in Arizona not too long ago, and was a forty four percent of the voting public in Arizona stated they had absolutely no confidence in the vote that was cast on November eighth, twenty twenty, and the reason that they're doing the count like they're doing now, I think, is to reinstill. Um, solidarity i guess in the arizona voting system confidence in the election confidence in the elections to say look well now we're live streaming the count you can see all of the votes you can see all of that and well the, the other interesting part here i can't she's holding up cards in front of her face i don't know what the hell she's doing uh yeah can't see you messy sorry um the audit team has encountered a significant number of instances in which there's a disparity between the actual number of ballots contained in the batch and the total denoted on the pink report slip accompanying the batch. Hey, babe, you're going to find this one interesting. It's my favorite number. You know what the percentage discrepancy is? Let me guess 17. It is. It is 17%. It is 17% off. Now they've not gone through it all and they haven't hey, started. So tell me something they, just real quick. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shush, 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 yeah, yeah. shush. Stop. What was the uh, census numbers off by? About 17%. Well, 16%. 16 and a half percent. And like, this is actually like 17 and a half percent, but they haven't uh, gone all the way through the ballots yet. Mm, really interesting, huh? Mm, exactly. It's about 17%. Mm, so, for example, in one pallet, the pink slip said there were 200 ballots in there, and there was actually 165. In another one, it said there was 200, there was 187. In another one, it said there was 197, there was 187, and on and on and on. So there are fewer ballots than were reported, and the ballots themselves are not what they said they were. So the votes totals are ready. Basically, <laughs> uh, Maricopa County ballot batches off by 17%. Quote, likely Joe Biden did not win Arizona. Illegitimate president should leave office. Well, that is not accurate because Maricopa County is not all of Arizona, first of all. It is the biggest county in Arizona, but is not all of Arizona. So how much so how, hold, how many votes? Hold did, on a second. I got I got no 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 stop. Stop. So even before you continue, because I'm gonna re, rebuke something you just said. Okay. First of all, let's talk about Arizona, first of all, as a whole. Uh, and actually, we're not even gonna talk about Arizona. We're gonna go back to the census. Notice how all this shit came out. Does anybody else not see this pattern? Okay. What was the first thing that really started us down this path? Other than Rudy Giuliani and all this fuck sticks running around talking about shit that really never took place or they couldn't prove took place. However, what did I always say back then? I said, it's all going to come out. It's all going to wash out in the numbers. It's always about numbers, no matter how you play it, whether you're talking about money, whether you're talking about votes, whether you're talking about political prowess, whether you're talking about penis size, it always flushes out in the numbers, no matter what. Especially in the Man, penis I always, 
where I say 84% of statistics are bullshit though. So I'm not saying that you're not. I, no, no, I'm, I'm not talking about statistics. I am talking about actual fucking numbers. I'm talking about the physical hardcore. Look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh shit. And we get to 75 million. I am telling you that it's always going to wash out the numbers. I've been saying that since fucking the end of December or middle of December on. Ever since we started this podcast, I said, just wait, it will flush itself out in the numbers. Stop theorizing and hypothesizing about how the election was stolen. Trump, shut your fucking mouth, sit in the corner and color. Just wait. Your point is going to be proven in time. If you look lose people wouldn't be paying attention well but yes you're right he had to lose or people would not be paying attention exactly but jesus had to die for the rest of us to wake up and say hey look the guy died for our fucking sins what yes. else did god have to do i mean seriously you're a christian woman what the fuck else did god have to do to make you realize that you need to believe in him there are republicans that are like trump's playing golf like he doesn't even care about the blah 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 i'm like dude that's why I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Republican. I'm a conservative. I've yes. sworn up and down. I'm a conservative. I am not a Republican. There are Republicans, though. There no, I, I agree with you. Look at Liz yeah, Cheney. What, what's her ass doing now? Then you would have never seen the shuck and jive bullshit that's been going on for years, especially in places like California. You would have never seen any of that because now you're paying attention, you know? Well, speaking of Liz Cheney, well, then here- fuck, I guess I've been uh, like, I must be an idiot because I have no, because I haven't made my point yet. But my point is, uh, I'm, I must be an idiot because I've been paying attention forever in a fucking day now. I've seen the playbook played out. I've seen it gone backwards and forwards. I've seen both sides playbook. I've seen the Republican side and I've seen the liberal side. Republicans playbook sucks as compared to the liberal side because their fucking shit's cutthroat. Point being is look at how lay out the timeline. Somebody grab a fucking whiteboard and lay out the timeline. If you look at the timeline, you start out with the fucking census. The census popped four weeks ago. Four weeks ago, Tuesday, census numbers dropped. Maricopa County started their actual court battle to get them into the recount. Started four days after the census numbers dropped. Well, it didn't give a lot of people enough time to actually sit back and look at the census numbers and say, come up with the numbers like I did, for instance, the numbers I came up with. And I said, the first time we reported it, I just said, whoa, it's the Democrat census woes. They lost seats. But then when I looked at the numbers and I said, well, wait a minute, they actually should have lost a lot more seats than they lost. And you started saying, wait a minute, those... That just doesn't make any sense. Exactly. They went from 17%, a uh, 17% plus or minus on either side to 47.6% in one year in one census count. And I find that one hard to believe. You fuck up some shit normally, but you don't ever fuck up shit that bad. Why would you fuck up the census that bad if you're going to go into Maricopa County and start counting votes and then realize that the vote totals are off by 47.6%? Now, wait a minute. If we hit in the next week or so, and I'm I'm demanding this right now, and I've got a third party on here, I'm demanding a blowjob for this one too. <laughs> all right, because you hear that, Missy? You're up on a blowjob. Not coming for me. When we hit, when We're we married. hit, I don't do that anymore. When we hit forty-seven point six percent, that the vote totals off in Maricopa County. You, you might get a blowy out of that one. I'm just saying, I think this motherfucker right here deserves a blowjob <laughs> and my nipples played with at least, at a minimum, at least a touch, 
A pee pee okay. touch. Just I touch my pee pee. That's it. Okay. Um, well, since since you brought up Liz Cheney, I've I've got to play this dumb cunt because um. So, <laughs> is is Liz Cheney actually? Actually, you're absolutely right, Missy. I'm glad you said that. What? She is my favorite cunt. You know, you want to know why now? Because she's she just red pilled all of Wyoming. She is just 100% red pilled all of. I mean, you know what? Wyoming is no longer a Republican state. They are a conservative state because what they realized is Liz Cheney is 199.99999. I can keep going. Percent full of shit. 100%. Well, the, the rotten apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So yeah. here's, here's, um, Cunty uh, herself. Hold on. Come on. Uh, I uh, will do uh, everything I can to ensure uh, that uh, the former president never again gets anywhere near the Oval Office. We have seen the danger uh, that he continues to provoke with his language. Uh, we have seen his lack of commitment and dedication to the Constitution. Uh, and I think it's very important that we make sure whomever we elect is somebody who will be faithful to the Constitution. Wow. So something like 85% of her constituents are Trump supporters. She just fucked herself up the ass there. Hard, hardcore with no loop. But again, she is a rhino. What else do you expect? She I mean, is the daughter of a rhino, an original rhino. Yeah, she, I, I honestly, I, I absolutely right. She's she, a, she's not even a she's not even a rhino anymore. She's a fucking Democrat. She might as well just switch sides. She and Romney should just go just go walk to the other side of the aisle. I thought they're both Gabbard switch places. <laughs> I yes, absolutely. I like Tulsi Gabbard. I would love for Tulsi Gabbard to come over this side because she's a Republican, even if she doesn't know it. Nope. So, uh, well, some some interesting bullshit. That- Tulsi Gabbard's a fuck. I no no don't want her anywhere near my party. Please go away. <sighs> All right. Well, it's moved. Some some shit's going to come out about Maricopa um, the day after tax day, May 18th, because they are now. What? (laughs) Hold the fucking phone. All right. Huh? I was about to. No, no, no. You can't go say that. May 18th, something's going to come out about Maricopa County. Yeah. How about May 17th? Why not May 17th? Because there's a hearing at 1 p.m. on May 18th that they are required to attend or they will be under subpoena and go to jail. Notice that's one day after. I'm just saying again, the 17th, sticking around the 17th, we said 16% about the census. You said they're off 17% right now. May 18th is their next dedicated day that they have got to be sitting in a courtroom. Hmm. I don't know, yeah. man. So the Mar- seven, I'm trying to give you I, I got ammo. You. Stop yelling. You're really loud. So the May 18th, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors is required to show their faces in front of the Senate, the, Mar- the, the Arizona Senate. And if they do not show up or if they do not answer the questions truthfully and forthrightly, they're going to jail. And I can't wait for that shit. Honestly, they, I mean, they're going to go to jail anyway, but again, if they, if they go to jail, they're going to end up just being patsies. They're going to stop at that. You know, what's that? Comes out. 
Your what? Self-promotion. What comes out? Oh, your episode with Janet? Comes out. That's awesome. We're kind of losing your audio though, Missy. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Okay. So so hold on. Since we're since we're talking about May 18th and we're talking about all this shit. All right. And you just brought this up. So I've got to chime in on this. Okay. So tell me something. Just shits and giggles. Just we're we're gonna sit in the hyperbolic chamber and we're all gonna talk about this. Like um, it may or may not have already happened. But so May 18th. Tell me something. What what is a big what is a big thing with May 18th and what's about to happen on May 18th and this, and you said that they were going to be in a chamber talking to judges and whatnot, right? No, no. I said that the Maricopa County board of supervisors has to go in front of the Arizona Senate and yes, answer correct. questions. Okay. What else is supposed to be, what else is supposed to happen that day right now that, Oh, well, not Obama, but it might, might as well be Obama. Um, Biden DOJ is going to do on May 18th. I don't know. What is Biden's DOJ going to do on May 18th? They supposedly are going to be in there as well. What did the Arizona Senate tell them? Um, keep your grubby paws off our audit or we're going to throw your asses in jail. Correct. So what is, okay. So there's um, a couple quotes. I, I, I can remember. Is, is Mary uh, McCord going to be there? I can remember a couple posts off the top of my head that just make me think of something. Um, the calm before the storm and the spark that lit the fuse. Um, so tell me something. If the DOJ showed up and I believe it was post- Three, three thirty-four or three thirty-five. That was the spark that lit the fuse that you can look up. I believe it's three thirty-four or three thirty-five, in which Q said the spark that lit the fuse will happen. And when that happens, it will start the war. The war will rage on for. Uh, he gave gave an amount of time. I can't remember off the top of my head the amount of years. But anyway, long story short, that post alone. When I read that post and I heard that post about the war and the spark that lit the that lit the fuse, I think about May 18th. May 18th has actually historical significance to the dates in which wars have started. Okay, hold on. 20 post 2528. Power belongs to the people. You are what matters. All you needed was a spark to unite together. That's it. All right. Sorry. They are scared. Think face fake news attacks. Second only to POTUS himself. Together we win. Trust yourself. Think for yourself. You are not alone. Open your heart and your mind. Where we go on. Where we go one, we, we go, go all. all. Okay. Where so that was the first. Previously. Okay. What's happened on May 18th previously? May 18th. Let's see here. Go back in history. Uh, let's see. In Iraq. Uh, that was the day we invaded Iraq. That's a big one. Uh, let's keep going backwards. Okay. Because, uh, you go back, uh, May 18th. If you look up historical significance, May 18th, I believe, uh, Norm well, Normandy happened in June, but in May we were sending troops over to England. And, uh, what was the fucking boat that was sunk on May 18th? There was a, there was an actual like frigate liner that was sunk and it had nothing but civilians on it. The Lusitania? Uh, Lusitania. Were we not talking to that earlier today, Missy? You and I were talking about the Lusitania earlier today. Lusitania sank May 18th. Um, it was shot by a British U-boat, or not a British U-boat, but a fucking German U-boat. And they sank the Lusitania on May 18th. Um, 1915. Yes, correct. And there's a ton of shit that's happened on May 18th. If you take the May... Here we go. May 18th historical events. And they had an official role come out. Yeah. 1652, Rhode Island passes the first law in North America making slavery illegal. 
1804, Napoleon Bonaparte is proclaimed emperor of the French by the French Senate. It's a big one. 1896, uh, Kodinka tragedy, a mass panic on Kodinka Field in Moscow during the festivities of the coronation of the Russian Tsar Nicholas II resulted in the death of over 1,300 people. That was Kordinka. But Kordinka. All the panicking. Yeah. Uh, 1933, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed the New Deal. Interesting. May, May 18th, May folks. 18th. May 18th. I'm just saying, <gasps> historical significance, May 18th. There's actually a whole lot of shit that's happened on May oh, 18th. Oh, no, it gets better. We've got more. We've got more. See, Nin this is what we're missing. 1948, the first legislative yuan of the Republic of China officially convened. So essentially, China came to be in, in May 18th. Dumb, uh, dumb. 1974. Nuclear test under Project Smiling Buddha, India successfully detonates its first nuclear weapon. 1991, Northern Somalia declares independence from the rest of Somalia as the Republic of Somaliland is not recognized by the international community. That was also the start of all the pirateering and everything else that came out of Somalia and, and, the, Arab, and the Arab state in Somalia. And Israel airlifted out a whole bunch of Somali Jews into Israel not soon after that. Well, that's correct because it became an Arab state. Mm -hmm. so they were pretty much on the chopping block. That's that's all that's in here for historical events on May 18th. But there will be more to come, I do believe. So, so my point is, is that May 18th holds great significance. Great significance within a time span, period. I mean, I don't care who you are. Um, and I also know that May 18th, I'm almost positive we kicked off in May to invade Iraq. I'm almost 100% positive that the first day of fighting was May 18th. For a desert storm? No. For Iraq. For okay. Iraq too. I'm almost yeah. positive it was May because I was there and I was there in February and we were there for like three months before we got to do any fighting. So it was right around that. I don't think it was on May 18th, but it was right around that time. It was right around May. It was sometime in May. I know it was early May because with June we were already in Baghdad. So and April, I was already April, sweating my balls off. April showers bring May flowers. <sighs> Only if it's blood. <laughs> so the other thing that all of this crap is distracting us from, and Missy, this is one of the main reasons why we wanted to bring you on tonight, besides the fact that we just adore you. Um, uh, is, the border, <laughs> is the border crisis. So you know, the border crisis, that the, the non-crisis, the one that's being so efficiently and effectively dealt with by the Biden administration, according to Merrick Garland. Did you not hear what he said actually today? It's not a crisis. It's not a crisis. No. That's what I said. That's it's not a, a border challenge. crisis. It's a, it's challenge. a challenge. That's yes. what he defined it today in front of the, in front of Congress. He said, yeah, it's just a challenge. We're it's, handling it's challenge. this challenge very well, by the way. It, yes, we absolutely are. They're, they're handling it so well that they move children from one facility or one cage to another in the same facility so they can take pictures of the empty cages and, and show those to the world. No, no, they're, they're handling the challenge so well that Mitt Romney was able to ask hard questions of Merrick Garland today and try and nail him down on what really is going on at the border. And Mitt have, Romney couldn't have, nail his own thumb to a fucking piece of wood. Have Merrick Garland repeat over and over again, like Missy was saying before about pipelines, have Merrick Garland repeat over and over again on air how it's not a crisis, it's a challenge. Well, that challenge has brought us the largest number of migrants across the border in 
ever, 178,000 apprehended in April. 178,000. Think about that. That's a lot of fucking people. Okay, but let's talk about the biggest one that just happened today. They just arrested, uh, I think it was a little over 300, 300 something. um, And I'm not even sure of the total number of of them, actually. I I saw it tonight. It was just in passing. Chechen. Romanians. Or Romanians. Yeah, Yeah. there were Romanians that were crossing the border from Mexico. Their journey actually started in France. They went from France to uh, somewhere in Italy. Then they were transported from Italy to Mexico and then Mexico City, not Mexico, Mexico City. Mind you, Mexico City is about another 400 plus miles south of our southern border. Um, And then they walked up from Mexico City to cross the border illegally to almost make it into America just to get caught by Mexican Marines at the border and turned around and sent back. Notice they were the only group that was caught. So here, here's my question to that. They must though. have had the worst coyotes ever. Seriously. But no, here, here's my question, though, on that one, because that caught my attention, too. So if they came from Romania to France to Italy, France and Italy are both still pretty hard locked down right now because of COVID, because of the, the waves, right? The, the mutations or whatever. To travel out of France and Italy, I believe you need a vaccine passport. Eh, that's not true if you stay in the international part of the terminal okay so as long as you never leave the most airports are this way around the world if you never leave the international part of the terminal you never have to show your passport anywhere you never have to show your id anywhere wasn't there that guy that lived in the airport for like eight tom hanks that's tom hanks he used to eat kids blood and shit (laughs) what's up wasn't there a guy that lived in the airport in paris for like 18 years or something because he was an Iranian citizen and he didn't have like citizenship and they tried to fly him somewhere else and he ended up living in the airport. But he was Russian. I thought he was Russian. No, he's Iranian. I thought that movie, the Tom Hanks one, was about the Russian guy that was stuck oh, in Jersey. No. There was a real guy that lived in the airport. No, I know. There was a real Russian that was like stuck at the at the uh, at LaGuardia, living in the international part of the terminal at LaGuardia. And he was not allowed to leave the international part because nobody accepted him. And he was trying to defect from Russia. Yet the U.S. wouldn't accept him because I don't remember what the reason was. Because he was Russian. I, I think that was the ultimate end goal but they wouldn't let him go back to russia either at the same time because he couldn't buy a ticket and they wouldn't deport him either how charles de gaulle lived in paris airport for 18 years now there you go i i i thought the movie though the one that the child molester was playing i thought that one was about from tom hanks it's the story of a man stranded at jfk if if told the story of a man stranded at jfk for years after he said i didn't treat you can i return for a coup they as they always do, they change the facts, distractions from what really happened. There was actually a guy who had Iranian citizenship and he could not get, he wanted to leave Iran. He's a political prisoner. He ended up living from 1988 to 2006 into the Charles de Gaulle airport. Uh, he lost his paperwork, identity documents, and entered the United Kingdom. He got returned to France where the flight originated. Mr. Nassari claimed to be expelled from Iran in 1977 for, for protesting against the regime there. Both the expulsion and the lost documents were the sources of conjecture over the years. In any case, there wasn't much the French could do about it with nowhere to go. Mr. Nassari made himself at home in Terminal 1. Oh, there you go. That's the story. I mean, I, I thought it was about something else, but there you go. Well, hey, because that's, that's how they twist the narrative all the time. 
you all the time. You have to have an ID. You cannot fly. They won't let you fly. It doesn't matter. So, There's no religious breaks for that. If you it, don't, have they're that, Romanian. As long as you're not, as long as you're saying something else, though, if you're if you're flying through and you're saying, this is my problem, right? For instance, if you're if you're in the U.S., right? Let's say for whatever reason, Missy, you want to go to England, right? No, what is the? I'm just saying you wanted to. I'm not saying you actually do. Oh, I'm just saying you wanted to. You wanted to go to the U.K. because I don't know. You were fucking dying to go to the U.K. All right. Because you wanted to meet our friend Matt. Um, if you were gonna go to the U.K. and you put in to buy a ticket, right? The airline is going to require you to do what? Have a passport. Nope, 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 nope. You have to buy a return flight. You cannot just buy a one-way ticket. You have to buy a return ticket. Oh, internationally. Internationally. Because it's you based on the length of your Exactly. Yep. You have to. In certain countries like oh. England. No, England, we have a set amount of time per visa. So for we have an open visa border with England. So for instance, if me and you wanted to go to England, we could go for 30 days up to 30 days after 30 days, you have to have a different type of visa. There's a different type of visa that you have to yeah, go you have through. To have to a work visa, a J1, exactly. a J2, so a you have to have whatever. the paperwork yep. to go with that. Yep. So if you're going to go with up into 30 days within 30 days, you have to have a return flight. You have to purchase the return flight. The airline company in the United States will not let you buy a ticket for more than 30 days going to a foreign country without purchasing a return flight. Trust me, I've done it many a time. And I've done it and uh, I did it under my, uh, when I first did it, I did it under my blue passport. And then when I actually showed up to pick up the tickets, the lady was like, well, I can't give you these tickets because these are for more than 30 days. And that's when I showed them my brown passport. And they were like, oh, well, you don't need that here and here are your tickets. And I was I like, yeah, that's what I thought. So you have to purchase. Just break. You, you have to purchase a round trip ticket. You don't have a choice. What drives me nuts is that these guys, and I'm almost positive for most European countries, it's the same for them. But these guys purchase tickets to France, to Italy, and on to Mexico City. And you mean to tell me, that they paid for round trip tickets for each one of those flights? Uh, you don't have to from Romania to France to Italy because- Oh, you can drive back across borders. That's true. Yep. You don't need to because there's borders you can drive back across. Because so it's all open over there. It's Well, it was until COVID anyway. So then you have to buy a return ticket from Mexico City. See, that's the one I have a problem from. That's like, doesn't make any sense. Because the Mexican border is a hell of a lot stronger than ours is. Hell yeah. Damn sure. And they'll kill your ass for a lot less. They've gone to Mexico on vacation and you have to fill out and your entry, you know, your your- um, your entry visa form, where you're staying, the address, how long you're going to be there, the purpose of your visit. And they call and check on that shit. They really do. What if so, you're playing? Then what? Like a jet. Say that again. What if you're on a jet? What if you're on a private plane? Then what? They still do it. You you still have to do it. It doesn't matter. You're, you're going to go through customs at both ends. You're going to go through it. I've flown on those too. I've flown on those too. I've flown on customs exempt flights too. And those flights, um, even though they said they were customs exempt, guess what? We were met on the ground with customs agents from the foreign country that we were entering into that we're supposedly friendly with. 
And they were like, no, nah, you're, you're going to get a customs check anyway. Mm-hmm. You're going to be really disappointed when you open this box. So, but it was really funny because all of those, all of a sudden, those boxes that I didn't want them to open, they had diplomatic pouches sealed to the top of them, and I was like, "Oh, you can't open that anymore." When did that come about? Just at, like for flights? Was it when the Concorde came around? When did that that measure begin to become a thing? Just for what? Thirty days. Where you have to prove that you're going to return. When did that start? Well, that's been around forever and a day. I remember when I was a kid and I didn't think it because I had a criminal record. Uh, well, I didn't have a criminal record. Well, I guess I kind of did. Yeah, you did. I had a criminal record and I didn't think I was going to make it in the army. I remember trying to book a flight to go to France to join the Foreign Legion. And I can tell you right now, the first thing they asked me when I was trying to book that flight to go to France, they said, well, when's your return? Because you got to be within 30 days. And I know that was that was 30 plus years ago. France is a mess right now, y'all. It's bad. It started with the yellow vest protest and it's just gotten weirder, you know? Well, it's funny because you don't hear about any of that on the news and there's a reason for that too, but I won't go into that tonight. Except for the fact that the um, French are saying that they're, the French generals are saying that they're going into, they're about to descend into civil war because they've basically been overrun by Muslims. Okay, yeah. all I can say about that is this real quick, all right? And let's just, everybody take a step back and let's think about this real quick. Every time that France has been in a civil war, uh, within five years before that, the United States was in a civil war or a revolution. That was my point. I brought that up on the podcast with Kyle that one leads to the other. Within a decade of French having the French having a civil war, a revolution, the Americans do the same. Minus the fact it wasn't a decade. It's within five years. What? It's within five years every time it's been okay, within five I'm years. I'm sorry. I was using the, the CDC perspective, right? <laughs> <laughs> they were using the uh, counting machines during the last election, apparently. Yeah, apparently. So. Well, and if, I don't know if you've heard about this, but the CDC, because they today they said that if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask indoors. Hey, look at this. Double barrels, yo. Double barrels because I don't have to wear a mask. But fuck you very much. Yeah, I don't either. And that's just because I say fuck you very much, not because I've been vaccinated, just because I say fuck you. I'm not wearing a mask. Fuck you. But anyway. um, And he said, I can only wear a mask if there's ether in it first. So we're all good. (laughs) Okay. Well, so the CDC in there, when they came out and they said they, um, they were talking about outdoor transmission, they said, well, less than 10% of cases are transmitted outdoors. You know what the actual percentage is? They were, they were correct, but as someone described it, it's like saying less than 10,000 people are killed by sharks every year. Actually, it was, uh, they're right in what they said. They are right. It is they're actually 10%. way, way, but they missed a zero. It's 0.010% that's actually <laughs> exactly. transmitted outdoors. Which is they less missed, than 10%. They missed a big zero there. But the point is, is that they overblew the numbers because they were trying to talk about some shit and uh, it took place in Indonesia, they were saying, or some shit like that. I don't even remember the country. No, they were basing it off of China. Yeah, in some place that they were outside working and they said, well, they had this massive outbreak and they and then the country. No, it wasn't. It wasn't China. It was it was another country. It was like Indonesia or something. And they came back and they said, no, no, we actually didn't say that at all. We couldn't actually determine whether it was transmitted inside an office or outside where the guys were working. We actually couldn't figure out where it came from at all. And they actually proved the CDC, no, you're actually fucking wrong on this one. And then they called them out on it. And the CDC refused to say, well, yeah, they're right. We were wrong. I, 
I, I've not figured that one out. I do not understand how people are so uppity about shit that they just refuse to say, yeah, I was wrong. People will believe it. That's why. If you repeat a lie enough, people will believe it. If you repeat a lie to yourself enough, you'll believe it. Shit, watch NBC. That's all you got to do. And also, at the end of the day, like, you know, you, you might as well just move to San Francisco. If, if you really, like, believe that the numbers are, like, that high, then you might as well go to San Francisco and throw the dice that you might not. You're probably not going to get AIDS either. Like, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, it's a virus. Yeah, there's no cure for it. Yeah, like, the vaccination exists. Yeah, they've done a lot of research on it. Yeah, like, all these people say that this is this and that is that. But at the end of the day, there's always anomalies. And at the end of the day, like having a vaccine isn't going to keep you safe because viruses freaking evolve. It's so stupid to think that you're safe because there's a vaccine. You shouldn't wear a mask because you got a 90. What is, what's the number again, Meg? That you will not die? You're more likely to have AIDS than you are of freaking COVID. Just saying. So, but- you know, Missy, you're right. If if you believe the CDC numbers of, you know, 10% transmission or just under 10% transmission outdoors, you should go to San Francisco or San Diego and go look at all the homeless people that have been living on the streets and are not dead from the virus. Because there's more homeless people on those streets now than there are people living in the cities. They're getting cholera. Hey, shit. They're not getting COVID. Go out to San Francisco and see how many people are dying from AIDS and see how many people are dying from COVID. I mean, honestly, they're... Just saying. They're more likely to, to die from actually eating shit than they are from COVID. Well, at least stepping in. I mean, for real, because if the virus was transmitted outside, you would you would see homeless people dead in the streets all over the place. Mm-hmm. That's, exactly. that's If the numbers were what they say they are, then that's what you would see. The one thing that you you know, know what sucks now, though? You know what sucks now is I can't drive down the road and know if you voted for Biden or not, because I used to I got so used to driving down the road, knowing that people voted for Biden because they're all by themselves in their car with a mask on. I'm like, yep, you voted for Biden. Know exactly who you are. Going to just keep driving here so you can see my Trump sticker in the back window. My man, <laughs> while I'm chewing up all this gas and spitting all these carbon emissions out. Fuck you. That's my little brother. Not today. Girls with blue hair because a they're Democrats. B, they're going to be difficult. And C, they probably have a massive amount of debt from their underwater basket weaving degree. Like, don't date a girl with blue hair. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We do not make fun of underwater basket weaving degrees because I have an underwater basket weaving degree. (laughs) Actually, I have an in-flight missile technician degree. All right? Because that's a job you only do once. And you don't have blue hair. (laughs) And no, he doesn't have any hair, so it's definitely not blue. No, he's doing okay. Well, they cut a piece of his skull out and somehow his hair follicles didn't grow back there. So, you know, what are you going to do? They like cut, cut the top of his head off, dug around his brain a little bit, injected some super soldier shit in there, put his head back on. It's funny because every once in a while his screws come loose. And that is even 15 years later, his, his body is still rejecting the screws in his scalp. And when he starts bleeding on the top of his head, I'm like, Hey, Mick, you've got a screw loose. It's like, fuck, oh. get me the, the little, get me the little screwdriver and some surgery glue. <laughs> no, not surgery lube. You could probably benefit from some surgery glue there, babe. It might work better. <laughs> just saying. Right. Just. Out. <laughs> 
You, you, he's not losing his hair. That is me. He looks great. Stop. Don't let her talk to you that way. You were just being mean to us tonight. I'm going to comment on it on Telegraph. Thank you, madame. <laughs> he deserves it. You see what I deal with? <laughs> Every time. I, I mean, I've tried to tell stories and she jumps in and just butts in. and Okay, well, so back to the border crisis, Missy, because you, um, you were talking about distractions, and this is kind of how it all came up with this shiny object. So, um, to tell me, tell me what, how you feel about the uh, or your theory on the distractions at the border. What the fuck is going on there? Well, one of the things that we've noticed is there's all these news articles. For example, I think it was one month ago we had two little girls that were dropped over a fence, right? A camera just happened to be in the right place to catch this exact situation, right? Well, upon digging into it, I found the exact same fence with the exact same number of children, a date earlier, December 4th, 2018, two children were dropped over the same fence caught by the same effing camera. Okay, it's the exact same fence, the exact same camera. And that was in 2018, December 4th, 2018. I want you guys to remember where we were politically and, and governmentally, like where we were at December 4th, 2018. Matter of fact, Valen, if you do me a favor, can you look up what Q posted on December 4th, 2018? Because I'd love to see what he had to say about this. Because there might be something there I've missed because I don't have it on my phone anymore. But the concept of dropping children over a border fence is not a new thing. It has been something that's been going on for at least a couple of years that I can prove by just, you know, YouTube searching videos involving Fox and children being dropped over fences. Uh, the thing is, is that I listened to a woman and I could not find this video. I swear to God, I searched for an hour and a half trying to find this woman and find this video and it's no longer there. I'm sure it's there somewhere. If anybody who's listening to this can find this video, please find me on Twitter, Frantic Missy and DM me the Fox video of the woman that is, she's been doing border patrol and working from the Mexican side for a long time. And she's the expert on this. And here's what she said. She said that the children that got dropped off the border, that the cartel knows where the, the cameras are. The cartel knows how high the fence is. The cartel knows that there's a, a mountain slash hill slash whatever that's behind it. They can run up and get away from that, the border patrol with. The cartel dropped those little girls over the border on purpose because when they dropped them over the border and the cameras caught it and all the news and all the ice and everybody, everybody converged in this one area all of a sudden to try to deal with the situation because it got caught on camera. So they knew there were little girls abandoned that were literally dropped like 12 feet minimum. I mean, if you got like a, a five-year-old child and that child's like, what, maybe two and a half, three feet tall. And it's a 15 foot fence. That's what 12 feet make. You're good at math. I'm not. So yeah, they dropped these two kids. The cartel knew where the cameras were. The cartel dropped them in that specific spot on purpose. Now, everyone knows this. Everyone knows they did the same thing in December 4th, 2018 with two children. Now, the real question is, what's really going on that they're distracting us from? Because of all those people, all those bodies, all those government organizations, all those news companies, everybody's focused on this thing. And it's an outrage, don't get me wrong. It's a wrong thing to do. They are little, little children 
And they probably didn't come out the other side, literally the other side, the same. But the question is, what, what's going on a couple miles down the border where there are no cameras? And the interview that I watched, and I cannot remember the woman's name, it's driving me nuts. Like I said, if anybody knows where the clip is, please send it to me. I'd love to get a hold of it. And I, I looked and looked and looked for it, and I just, I gave up. But why would the cartel use the cameras they know exist to do something that is obviously notoriously disgusting, dropping little children down 12 feet? That's the size of a deep pool when I was a kid. That's a long way. That's over one story in most modern homes. A little child, that tiny gets hurt. And for them to do that, what were the stakes? What was so important that they felt the need to distract people with this action? It doesn't make the cartel look good. It's not a good PR move. So why would they do it? Mick, what do you think? Okay, um, let's just think about this real quick. Um, okay, first of all, what were they moving? Bodies, weapons, drugs? I, I know I know what you're talking about um, with the uh, that area. In that area, there is something behind it. There's topographically, there's something that levels out that fence where it isn't as tall on the other side as it is on our side. I know that almost up? almost to an ex, almost to a fact. However, and I, I don't remember another video in 2018. Um However, I can tell you this much. I can tell you this much. If you look at the way the guy was on video, so you just ask her to show it to you. If you if you look at the way the guy was on the wall, okay, um, you can tell that he was not like straining to reach over the wall. So you can tell he was standing on something or there was something close by that he could he had some leverage to hold that kid up with. Um, either way, um, why? Why do they do it? Uh, why do they? Why not? What is their major? What is their? What is their? What is their major end goal at the end of the day? Money. And if they're money, money, if money, kids over the money. fence, they're losing out on money. No, no, they're not losing out on money. They're making money because what we're focused in on, what we're scope locked on is that one action. What we're not looking at is the action. other 309 million cameras that we That's have on the border that they're that. running drugs up into our country. That was exactly her point. That's, and that's exactly what she's talking that about. That is what it's all about. It's all about that. And if that you understand anything about Mexico, if you know anything about Northern Mexico, Northern Mexico is 90%, 100, shit, not even 90%. It's 100% controlled by the cartels. They, there's four cartels now that we took down one because one is gone because uh, El Chupo, whatever his nuts is, he's gone. Um, he was a major ringleader down there. He was the one that ran the families up and down along the, the Texas-Mexico border. But you still have four other cartels down there that are running shit up and down. And they all have their own little lanes. And they keep their little lanes. The reason why Chupo went is because he tried to take over other people's lanes. So he got fucking shit canned. And everybody said he was a threat. So he got shit canned. So his area was divided up in between the four cartels. So you have four cartels with a massive amount of area to run drugs into the United States. That's 100% the reason. There's no other reason. They make so much money. Even they are willing to run 1,000. I mean, they're willing to run hundreds of thousands of pounds of pot 
uh, kilos of fucking cocaine, all of that shit across the border, get caught. And they don't give a shit because they have so much more coming across that we can't see. That's the other part. Run the children like over the fence the distractions they can run like coyotes can run people over the border or whatever is they're running over the border. Is that why they didn't just because at this time a month ago we had camps. We were at that time in arguments with you know back and forth about Biden and Kamala and I shouldn't go down to the border and handle shit. All that stuff was already happening. So what I want to know is, do you, is it different factions that have different territories? And that's why they drop the kids over the fence instead of sending them over the border at an ICE facility? Or is it because, like, are they all connected when they drop something over the border? Is it like a, a group think? Like, we're all working together even though we hate each other and we're not the same, like, group of, of cartels? I mean, how does that work? Just out of Each cartel owns a part of the border. You have a cartel far west that controls the Sinaloa, the, the California side and some of the Arizona side. You have another cartel that controls middle of Arizona to the Texas border. You got another controls the western part of Texas border. You got another cartel that controls everything from the Texas border to the eastern border all the way up to the water. So those cartels have got the border locked down. They know the best way to get in and out of that country. The or in and out of the United States. The big thing with the kids and what they're doing right now and what people do not realize as we've been talking about all night, it's all fucking distractions. All these people were pumping across the border. We're showing them, hey, look, they're going to get wrapped up. They're going to tie up border patrol. They're going to tie up customs. They're going to have all these guys tied up fucking dealing with these gigantic surges of migrants. Meanwhile, when they're not out looking, for all these people that are normally crossing the border, they've got this other group that's coming across with drugs that nobody what, else is watching. What are they running? Because just, I mean, I'm not like super hip, cocaine, you know, marijuana, heroin, fentanyl, oxycodone, Percocet. No one does cocaine anymore. No, like fentanyl. Some people died from it. Everyone's like super questioned among. Wait a minute. What did you just say? Did no you just one, say no one does cocaine anymore? Um, you must be. At least not. Not anymore. I hang out sometimes with millennials. They think I'm their age. I just tell my voter for Trump to leave me alone most of the time. But if they don't, like I, I've hung out like late night when the bars close, and I, I, I have been asked to do cocaine like a couple times in the last few years. Of course, I was like, uh, nah. I'm like your mom's age. You. I know I look your age, but if I do that, I won't anymore. So I'm not interested. But I don't, I mean, like cocaine wasn't like it was in the 80s where it was hugely profitable. It's one of the few drugs that it's still like people are hardcore about sending you to jail over. It, and weed, we grow in America now. So it's kind of silly to like traffic weed. And heroin and fentanyl, maybe that's possible. But at the end of the day, like, you know, it's a lot of people like that do that. I mean, I don't know where it comes from. I'm pretty sure they're processing a lot of meth and heroin within the United States. I'm not an expert. Like I said, this is not my subject, but I'm just wondering what is so valuable that's worth so much money because heroin's pretty cheap comparatively. Crack is cheap comparatively. What do you really think is their cash crop that they're running over the border? I think it's other children, not Latino based or Latinx with a fuck gay name you want to give it. I don't think it's they're running kids that fit in at the border facilities. I think they're running kids that don't fit in skin color wise within the border facilities, kids that speak 
other languages like I don't know Arabic or I don't know they're Haitian or I don't know you know Congolese I think Venezuelan I think they're running kids but different colored kids that won't fit in at the ice facility and that'll ask too many questions just my okay well first of all you're you're wrong you're wrong in that cocaine is still Cocaine is still huge. It is still a huge drug. It's not as big as it was in the 80s. You're absolutely right. I guess you've never been to Wall Street, but I should take you there sometime because holy shit, you will never see more people doing blow in your life. When you it just, snows in New York, but it doesn't, doesn't fall out of the sky. It falls yeah. out of the windows in Wall Street. Or out of noses. Yeah. One of the two. Um, that's the first one. I mean, cocaine is still very prevalent all over the place. But you're absolutely right. There is a... a uh, was it the second uh, Sicario movie uh, that I just watched? And uh, uh, what the fuck is his name? I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, the actor that plays the the CIA guy, but he talks. He's talking to the the dude from the Department of Justice, and he says the number one most trafficked thing right now across the American border, Southern American border, is people. And you're absolutely right. Um, uh, that is the number one money maker. Money maker, I would say, for the cartels. It's what's keeping them in business. If they've got weapons from the United States to Mexico, it is a, a coyote. If it's a coyote that can show somebody the way across, they're paying the the exorbitant amount of money that they pay just to get across the American border from wherever they land at in Mexico just to get back across the border is huge. The big what, one. What, big, if drop these, what if they drop these children? So you're looking on this side, not that side. Again, a distraction. Look here, not there. What if they're dropping the children over the fences across the border so they can move weapons from America to the cartels? Would that be a more lucrative? Because always follow the money. Would that be the more lucrative reason? Because the best thing to go to is the one that costs the most money or makes the most money for the cartels. I don't see the drug trade being, because right now they're growing avocados. Did you know that they're growing avocados? The cartel is now growing avocados and sending avocados to America because they make more money off the avocados than they do off the drugs. So what my question is, is do you think that we're moving weapons like guns and ammo and things like that from the United States to the cartel in Mexico? Because that's even what it is. No, no, I don't. You want to know why? Because Fast and Furious. Yeah, we did that already. We already did that once, and that did not pan out well for the Obama administration. That really fucked up for them. Fast and Furious was all about us moving guns back into Mexico. And we had Oliver North and the the Contra scandal. Well, that was going another. That's completely something separate. That was in. That was the CIA. That's. Ooh, that, that you're even you're hitting something that I can't even t- talk about. But I'm talking about Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious was about us moving guns into Mexico and yes. this fucking FBI getting wrapped up in the middle of that one. But wait a minute. Here's the FBI again getting wrapped up in something. I mean, that just happened this week, too. Mary McCord just got a fucking nominated for fucking Biden's DOJ. And she was involved in that. She's involved in FISA. She was involved in spying on Trump. She's been, she has got her dick beaters. Oh, and guess who else she's been employed by before? George Soros. Our favorite Nazi. It all goes back to Soros. I'm telling you, Soros is the end all be all of all of this. This is all connected to George Soros. So who's running Soros? Nobody. Everything's connected. 
Yeah. Um, it's weird. Everything stops at Soros. You name it. It's all connected. The same. These people are not creative. You're right. They have a playbook. It's not the Democrat playbook. It's the evil genius monster people fucking playlist. Like the, they just keep playing the same thing over and over again and repeat. And they hope nobody notices. This is one of the reasons I keep telling people, I'm like, you think that the history stuff that's conspiracy is boring, but it's not. Because when you understand what they did then, you'll understand what they're doing now and you'll understand what they're going to do next. But real life though. See, now that's, you brought up, you you just brought up. All the agencies are in one place. Doesn't that kind of give them a little bit of room to not get caught a couple miles down the road where there is no camera? Just, Just questioning. You, you just brought up a really good point that I just want to highlight because you just said something that just like kind of almost gave me a momentary second of blown mind syndrome, but you just said, go back what you said about two sentences ago. You said history has shown itself over and over again. Think about this. Just do me a favor. Go back and start in 1933. Work your way forward all the way to 1944. It was back farther than that. Nope, 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 nope. Listen to me. Hold on. Don't jump down my throat. Go to 1933. Watch from 1933 to 1944. There is a whole reason I'm I'm telling you to look at that. There's the reason is, is because that's the lifespan of the Nazi party right there. Yep. When you boil that one down, you watch what the Nazis did. You watch how the Nazis first took over all of your media. You watch how the Nazis control what you read, what you watched, what you saw, who you listened to, who was talking to you. They controlled everything, your media. They controlled your movies. They controlled everything you did. Mm-hmm. And, oh, they what else did they do? oh, didn't they start burning books at some point? Yep, they sure did. Yep, they sure did. And what are we doing right now? Cancel them off Amazon. We're burning books and cancel them off Amazon. There's a there's a series of a it's like a podcast it's called the um the end of civilizations podcast and it's fucking amazing and one of the episodes he did was on the song high empire and what really perked my ears up and made me have to listen was when he was talking about one of the leaders of the song high like the the king or whatever went into uh Timbuktu and he was burning all the books. The first thing he did was go after the intellectuals to the point where he had one of his guys go in the city with a sword and holding someone's head and said, listen, anybody who doesn't leave the town by midnight, this is what's going to happen to you. And everyone fled the city. Anybody who had any any nobility, anybody with any wealth fled, right? And what they did next was that he went to every single house, to all the libraries, and he piled up all the scrolls and all the books, because prior to like their bad reputation, the Islam, the people that are believed in Islam, the Muslims, they really did value uh, archaeology, geometry, history. It's one of the reasons that like, you know, we copied them on the domes and stuff like they they were really good at that shit. They took the Roman uh, Empire architecture and took it to the next level. And they did it through geometry, which I'm really bad at, but these people were great at. And this king, what he did was it made him hated amongst his people was he burned all the scrolls. It happened in the Library of Alexandria. It's happened all throughout history, where the first thing you do to gain control over a population is you keep them from getting the information, which is exactly what's happening in the tech world right now. They're keeping you from getting the information. DuckDuckGo, because Google will lie to you. And even DuckDuckGo, you got to go to like the fifth page to get any freaking information from all the nonsense. I mean, especially, I mean, you, you, 
hate George Soros almost as much as I do because I really fucking hate George fucking Soros. He's a fucking Nazi. He's an asshole. And he turned on his neighbors to the fucking Nazis. He's a piece of shit asshole. And he said it was the best time of his life. You look that up. Anybody can look that up on DuckDuckGo. It's hard to find, but it's there. And, and the thing about all that is, is that what it tells you is, is that all these people, all throughout history, they burn books, they control the information. If you control the information, then you control the ultimate like opinion of the people. And, and it's distractions. They lie to you to your face because a retraction is way easier to print than it is to like not follow the narrative because the narrative, the front page story, and this happened with the Titanic. When the Titanic sunk, when the Lusitania sunk, and I was just looking at all this stuff today, one of the first things that happened was is the disinformation. There are people, there's a magazine, excuse me, a newspaper, the Daily, the Daily Mail, right? And it said, all, everyone survived. And it wasn't until the Tuesday after the disaster that they were like, oh, wait, no, there were this many bodies, this many people died. So the, the destruction of media and the lying and the distraction bullshit, that is not a new thing. It's been going on forever. It's been going on since the beginning of time, the burning of books, the controlling of the mindset of the population. That is the reason why with the Roman Empire that took over the place of the Roman Holy, the Roman Holy Church took over the place of the Roman Empire. And the reason why nobody could read and they had to use so much beautiful, I mean, they created beautiful cathedrals full of iconography and art because no one could fucking read. And if they did read, they had to learn how to do it in Latin, which is a dead fucking language and not their original language. So what it did was it incapacitated people to think for themselves, to use the thing that ran their lives, the church. It kept them from ever saying anything in response or thinking for themselves or being told anything other than what they were exactly told to believe. And they had no other option. And that's what's happening right now in modern day media. They, there's six companies, now it's five companies, own 90% of the media. And it's an easily searched me. Just, it, I, I forget the guy's name. I sent it to you, Vilan. I sent you... The, the, dem the demograph of like all the information about who owns what and what people yeah. actually own it. And y'all, it's just an easy Google search for what, what six companies on the media, now it's five, recently changed. But at the end of the day, like that's what they do. They control the narrative. And if they run the narrative and they tell us what to think, then we can't think for ourselves. And it makes us easily controllable. It's easy to distract the masses with something like a gas crisis. But what's really going on? What is happening that we do not see, you know? And when we get to the point where they can't shut it down anymore because there's too much independent media, which, you know, we say all the time, we are the news now. The independent media, the independent journalists, we are the news now. When they can't stop that tsunami of independent voices screaming at the top of their lungs, what are they going to do? If Kia was so wrong, then why did it get so attacked? They're going to shut it down. That's what and they're going to do. They're going to shut it down. What are you talking about? Gonna? They already did. That's been shut. Q's been shut down. But I'm not talking about Q. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the internet. I'm talking about them shutting down everything, and they're going to call. I. This is a prediction. I think that this cyber hack on the energy infrastructure is a precursor to what they're going to say is a cyber hack on the internet in general. They're going to shut it down so that we can't hey, speak. Didn't Q say that? Hmm. Yeah. I think so. So you asked what Q said on December 4th of 2018. So um, before we wrap this up, we're, we're going to, I'm going to go over that real quick. So it wasn't December 4th so much that caught my attention. 
it was actually December 3rd, uh, December 4th. Well, December 4th of 2017, he said, uh, who knows where the bodies are buried? Flynn is safe. We protect our patriots. December 4th of 2018, he said, NBC News, there appears, although the redacted documents do not make it completely clear that there is a separate criminal investigation going on outside of special counsel Robert Mueller's purview, for which Flynn has been providing significant assistance. Markers are important. December 4th, 2017 to December 4th, 2018. Think no name. Did Mueller have a choice in making the recommendation? Who does Mueller now report to? Does Whitaker also see Huber and OIG? That's Mueller. But... Mueller, whatever. Mueller, Mueller. Oh, he gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What cases is Huber plus OIG plus team of 470 currently working on? Who has the servers? Who has access to NSA UT term 1-12? Does FISA grant access to NSA umbrella collection? That's really interesting. What was the time stamp on that? I would like to know. Uh, 234255. So almost at the end That's of the day. After these children were dropped. So what December 3rd. Because obviously the news reported it on December 4th, but it probably happened because it was in the middle. It was obviously the night. So it was probably December 3rd, 2018. And they reported it on December 4th, 2018. So I would like to see what he put on December 3rd to see if the timestamp or whatever he said predates what happened, because I don't think anything is a coincidence anymore. And I'm not saying I believe in Q or it's like a government, whatever. I just know that he tends to be right more than he was wrong. So, so Q posted a lot of stuff on December 3rd, 2018. Uh, well, odds of a funeral on D5. Yeah. How many coincidences? How many coincidences before mathematically impossible? Uh, 6895, 99.7 rule. I don't know That's what that means. It said there are no coincidences. That's so freaking weird. Keep going. Mm -hmm. DOJ policy does not discuss ongoing investigations. Majority of leaks by them serve to their benefit. Some do not. Some are designed to provide the public with a glimpse into the shadows. Glimpse is greater than leverage. Leverage is greater than panic. Panic is pa oh, pa a glimpse to leverage, leverage to panic, panic to rats, dark to light. And my phone just died. Uh, but he he also quoted the calm before the storm. And that was well before Trump actually said calm before the storm. Mm -hmm. So he said uh, that when POTUS says calm before the storm, it's going to mark the start of something. That's really, he said from dark to light. And he also, I just mentioned how there aren't coincidences when you read that. And, that's, and I did not know that ahead of time, y'all. I did not look it up. Like I can't get the website on my phone, which is dead by the way. So it doesn't even matter. And I'm here on zoom, so I can't scroll through anything. So like, I just said that. And then you said that, and that was crazy. Um, I, I'm, I'm telling you, Mick, you can believe me or not believe me. And I know you like facts and you like documents and you like numbers. It's good for you because I'm glad there are people out there that are like that. And I love facts and I love documents. And it's always great to back something up with something. But at the end of the day, like sometimes you just get this feeling in your gut that something's related and you have to work backwards instead of forwards. And this is one of those situations where like those two proves past and it's the same station that reported on it first. And I just think there's so many similarities that it doesn't feel accidental. And these people do not create, they just do the same thing over and over and over and over again. Well, they just did it again. Time. They just did it again on Mother's Day. Um, yeah. This farming, uh, this 
couple that has a farm in Texas. They grow onions and watermelons. Um, they're down in the, the, the wetlands in Texas, right? Going up to the river. And they found five little girls on their property on Mother's Day. Uh, four, four small children, two pairs were cousins, not related. And the fifth was an infant and they had no idea who she was or where they came from. And they said that a guy drove them there and dropped them off there and I left them there. Vilen, I not understand for the fucking life of me how someone can go from being like a normal person to being a person that's like, well, this kid is not worth anything except for how much people will pay for it. I, I just I can't actually the better question you have to ask is how does a mother, someone who carries a child for nine months, gives birth to, you know, endures all that pain. And I'm sorry, guys, but guess what? You're a bunch of fucking punks when it comes. I mean, I don't know why we call people pussies because we really shouldn't. We should call them penises because really, <laughs> if you want to be a real pussy, you're a penis. That's honestly, honest to God. I've seen what a pussy's gone through and that just shit just I, still okay. this day freaks real, me out. Real quick but, story here. No, nope, no, we're not even going to get into that, but we're going to continue going along here is I, I'm not really sure how a mother goes from that point where she's the way most mothers are with kids to the point where, well, my kid's worth 50 grand. Dude, really? I've, I've been hungry before. I've been homeless before. I've lived in a $675 disgusting freaking duplex where there are holes in the floor and I have to wake up in the middle of the night and stomp roaches out when I had a little newborn baby because I didn't take care of myself. I didn't have anybody but me and my kid's dad's a piece of shit and bailed on us when I was pregnant. I've done that. And I can tell you right now, no matter how desperate I get, I would never, I'd rather have a boat start today than, or go ask for help or figure something out or, or become a hooker or God knows what, other than give my child to strangers to go throw across a border. I cannot understand it. Other than the fact that these children, they, they have to have been taken. I, I can't like me think of a mother being like, hey, I don't want this anymore. You guys want it? It's good for your narrative. I just, I can't understand it for the life of me. So, so you know, I, I, since you brought that up, I got to remind you, Q's like, what is second post? This is all about the kids. It's always been about the kids. It was never about anything else. People well, lost sight of that long into the election, long into everything with Trump. Everybody lost sight and focus of that. He was never, ever about anything else but the kids. And he brought that to the forefront every time he typed something up. 90% of his posts have something to do with the kids in them. You can go through every single post. 90% of them have something to do with the kids. Because how do you do that as a parent, as anybody, anybody that has ever had a child? How do you do that? Well, why we're here. Here's this some numbers and facts for you here. 800,000 children go missing every year in America and 8 million children go, go missing every year worldwide. 800,000 in America, 8 million worldwide. Those numbers, those numbers have had a lot of contention about their accuracy. And honey, I'm not doubting that you, you, you quoted it correctly, but a lot of those are runaways that get found. A lot of it's just the kid went missing and they got found. 
Granted, that bitch that ran children over the Dominican Republic order, border to go get them adopted in America that was working for, pardoned by Bill Clinton, ended up working for the Amber Alert Association. Granted, yep. that shit happens. But at the end of the day, a lot of those cases are resolved. Here's the thing you need to look at. Don't look at the national numbers. Don't look at the international numbers because you're not going to get real facts. The one thing you can look at is an, a, like a, an area, a, a geographic area. And I suggest everyone look at Washington, D.C. Don't just look at all the kids that go missing. Just look at the little black girls that go missing. Just look how many little black girls go missing and are never seen again, never seen or heard from ever again. They're painted as runaways, but they are technically missing. Thankfully, there's been changes in laws that make them have to declare all of them. So I suggest you look at that demographic. Look at black little girls that go missing in Washington, D.C. and look how many get found. That's just a small geographic area, but it gives you a bigger concept of what's really going on in the rest of the world. Just start there and see where it takes you. Just my personal opinion. I I understand where you're going with that. And I'm going to add one more to that. Go to New York City and look at all the little girls of color, whether they're black, brown, Asian, whatever. Look at any girl of color that is found in New York City with no parents, no one to adopt them that are put into the adoption cycle or into the adoption process within the United States alone. Just look at that. You take that number. Then you wonder, well, how the fuck did this happen all the way throughout the world that this many kids are showing up in New York City, being found by police, being found by authorities, and then being put into the adoption process in New York alone? How is that possible in one American city? Where do they come from? That well, is a very New York's got the biggest seaport yeah. on the that eastern is, seaboard. That I never thought of it. I never thought about that. The New York adopt wow. I do know this. I know that the numbers are that more uh black babies are aborted every day than they are born in New York. I know that. Well, at least up until COVID, I'm not sure the numbers after that, but previous to COVID, that was the standard like daily statistic. Again, well, hey, don't go look now because right now you got Andrew Cuomo in charge of that fucking state, and who the fuck knows how he's fucked with those numbers? He fucked with the Cuomo, the the COVID numbers. He's fucked with everything. I mean, I that guy, he's got, he's had his dick beaters on everything in that state. So you can't look at that. I thought we would look. That's the best place to start because they weren't so- they weren't. Guard- in the 80s and they haven't really hidden any of that stuff yet because they didn't think anybody would look so it's our responsibility to look where they never thought we'd look I actually to go look at you know what you go look at there uh, used to be a database online and i don't know if it's still there today i haven't looked in a while but it it was the uh, uh fuck south park did an episode about it it was the milk the milk container i'm trying to remember the dairy milk that did it um happy cow or whatever one of hood. those hood hood yes it was hood they used really? to put the they put the kids faces. No hood as in well hood H O O D. I don't know if it's the, the milk brand. Yeah, the milk brand hood. Uh, they used to put the kids faces on the back of milk cartons. Have yeah, you seen me? Kids. And they listed out and they used to have a huge database of millions of kids that Why have been missing the all the way around the world. That hood, the word hood again, trigger words. Pay attention. If people keep using the words over and over again, or they choose the company name for something. 
There's always something deeper behind it. And the word, I mean, like people think about this for months. They're like, what are we going to name our company? Let's come up with a good one. Oh, we're going to name ourselves Hood. And then we're going to put missing children on the boxes. Oh, and then, you know, of course, that, that correlates to other things in history. When you think of the word Hood, the first thing I think of is like, KKK shit. That's the first thing I come up with. Well, see, I, and you know, the difference between me and you is I thought of Robin Hood. All right. So, <laughs> you know, they used to call them the children of the hood. And that we was in England. Name anymore. Fuck Robin Hood. They, I lost money. <laughs> well, I'm still making money, so I can't really bitch too much. Well, so. I, anyway, well, I got it at the right time. See, words are important. It's how they fuck with us. Again, remember what I said? Well, we were watching some shit on the opioid crisis earlier tonight, and the guy that was running a clinic, it was called the tree of or the branch of life. And he was farming out more pharmaceutical grade opiates than anybody in like the history of any doctor's office in all of America. And he was like somewhere in Virginia or West Virginia. I think it was West Virginia West where Virginia. he was. And he was pumping out more pharmaceutical grade opiates than anybody else. And the name of his fucking, the name of his little hospital was the tree of life. And I was like, wow, that's exactly. a weird name to call your fucking pain relieving clinic. The tree of life. It's that it's a sacred plant shit. It's in reference to sacred plants. That's why I call it the tree of life. Well, I'm that not going to argue with you on that one. I mean, that's that's a that's a true that's been proven all the way across everything from Christianity to Judaism to Islam to everything. People, everything is back to the all sacred plant shit. Yep. Look at, look at how many shootings and major disasters like where there's been loss of human life that the media has promoted aggressively that has happened in something named after either a tree or a plant, thousand oaks, you know. It, it, they just, these people are not creative, man. Whoever's pulling the strings, they got some sort of fucking bad genetics going on where they're inbred so badly they really can't think because they keep doing the same shit over and over and over again. Hollywood, yeah. California, Hollywood, Florida is where they trained the people that did the, the 9-11 uh, hijacking. Uh, the people, like I'm telling you, Thousand Oaks, Parkland, right? You find the same things. If you just look at Ivy League schools, skull and bone, but they they don't they don't come up with new shit ever. So it's so important that people understand the past and understand the correlation of words and linguistics and the origins of words. And I mean, it's not hard to do a simple. Even Google will let you know what the origin of a word is. So if you feel called, like you're like I'm reading something and I'm like, huh, it's funny. I keep hearing the same word over and over again. And then you, you just go look it up and just find the linguistic background of it. Because the way they get us is by changing the language. Like I said, well, about shit, the look at the Biden Harris posters. Look at the Biden Harris posters, the three flags, the three red le lines that he used in the E in Biden, for instance. <laughs> right. If you went, you used to be able to go look this up. You can't anymore because they've already That's removed it. But if you look at it, at it, it was uh, the flags of China, the three flags that resented the royalty in China. And I was like, are you fucking serious? I mean, Nick, that's the symbols will be their downfall. When you start looking into the crescent moon and you start looking into the star and you start looking into like where this and the color red and why it's important enough to be made the color of the flag. When you start looking into these things and you do deep dives on the origins, especially the crescent moon and its relation to Saturn, and it's, it's not satanic, it's saturnic, and you start really digging into this stuff, 
and you look at the historical references in regards to ancient civilizations, you will really see some patterns emerge that will, it'll scare you at first. That's how creepy it is. But then, but then it also puts you in the position where you're empowered to see it. And they can't lie to you if you can see the truth. You know, they can't lie to you. Oh, if you tell and that, the, that's the problem today is that they have, <clears throat> and it, you know, it goes back to everything is connected. You say that if you, if you learn history, you know, they, that they're, they're not creative. They do the same thing over and over again. And that it's important to learn history so that we know what's coming or we can stop it, but they don't teach history anymore. They this have, they have changed what they teach in school. And we know this for a fact, because we have, we actually pulled our kid out of a school because they were teaching history incorrectly, literally yes. the, the battle of, um, Concord and, uh, Lexington, Lexington and Concord. and Concord. And in the first school that he was taught, they they said that it was just the Battle of Lexington. They didn't even count it as the Battle of Lexington and Concord. And Mick went nuts on that. We pulled our kid out of school over the Battle of Lexington and Concord. There were some other issues there too. Well, but then the he just came to us. Well, hold on. He just came to us the other day and he was like, they're teaching it wrong again. We said, what? They're teaching it wrong again. In his new textbook, in a private school, now they say that it's two separate battles. Well, they don't it make may, books. It, it may seem insignificant, but it's the it's the little things that count. It's the details. If they can change that little bit, what else have they changed that people have overlooked because they don't pay attention to what their kids are learning or they didn't before COVID. Now, parents all over the place, you know, they had to come out and say that parents weren't allowed to sit in on their kids' Zoom classes because- they didn't want the parents to know what they were teaching the kids. And that's exactly right because they're not teaching them what we, what we were taught actual history. And who knows if we were actually taught real history at this point, I question that too now, but I've got to, I got to go back and think that 40 years ago when we were learning history, that it wasn't as manipulated as it is now. I hope but maybe it was, but now we can say for sure, absolutely 100% that what they're teaching as far as history, even math, handwriting, everything, it, it's been destroyed. The destruction of the education system in America is exactly what is going to enable them to keep doing the same thing over and over again, because our kids, people right now, millennials, not even our kids, we teach our kids the right things. And by the time our kids grow up, it, we're going to be past this point. It's going to be too late, but People that have just graduated out of high school or college that were in taught common core, they have no idea what happened in the past. So they're not able to see how it's going to affect their future, what their playbook is. They can't see it because they were not taught it in the first place. Why do you think they burn books? That's exactly right. That's exactly why they burn books. Why do you think the project exists? Well, that goes back to what I said originally, if you remember, is if you remember what I said when we started this podcast, I said that the whole reason that we are where we're at is that people refuse to look backwards to look forward. Nobody wants to do it. Everybody just wants to think, well, everything's fine. No, no, it's not. Our history is the reason that we make such a the reason that we make such a big deal about our history is that if we do not remember it, we just like it says in every 
book that's out there. You are doomed to repeat history if you do not know what your history is, which means we're We're doomed doomed for slavery again. We're doomed for everything that has taken place in our history if we do not pay attention to it now. Okay, we are already in slavery, and I don't mean us particularly, although there are ways that I could say that we are currently slaves, but for real, there is more real life actual slavery and the way we think of slavery going on right now than there ever was pre antebellum times, right? Yeah. Except then it was out in the open. Yeah, now right. it's being hidden. We're doomed to repeat history. That's it. Like it's all we're doomed to repeat history, anyways. Because again, these people keep pulling out the same shit out the same playbook. We know that we're doomed to repeat history. The difference between someone who knows their history. And someone who does not know history, even though we're all doomed to repeat history, the one who knows the history sees the shit, the shenanigans as for what it is. They see the distraction. They see the sleight of hand. They see the lies because they're like, we've already done this. This is nothing new. We are doomed to repeat history no matter what. We cannot stop these people from doing whatever it is they're doing without extreme measures which endanger our safety, our freedom, our liberty anyways, because we don't want to end up like Syria or Libya. There's a lot of things that come with fighting as hard as we can against this thing. We have to like do it in like an intellectual smart way and wake people up and wait for the public to follow for now. But we're doing a repeat history no matter what. The difference between us and them being a leftist and me being, you know, a constitutional existentialist for lack of a better way to describe how I believe because the constitution is a perfect set of documents and I'm an existentialist and the fact that like I believe we're all connected and everything is connected and we're all responsible for each other even if we don't like somebody we're still responsible I'd still pull them in a lifeboat if the boat was sinking period but there's between me and someone in California that's a leftist is I can see the bullshit and they can't because I know the history the history is important it's not sexy it's not fun it's not like cool to be in the history but like it is with like modern day politics right but it's necessary you have to know. So I, I don't know, Missy. I think you and I are going to make it fun. And that that kind of leads me to our announcement before we wrap this up. So, um, Missy, you want to take this? So, Violet and I have been putting our minds together. And despite the fact that we became VFFs almost immediately, yeah. we decided to do a, a podcast together. We're going to call it White Rabbit. And we're still putting together all the details, but it should be available soon. And we're going to be hitting all the regs, like Rockfin. And we're going to have probably a YouTube live stream once a week. And we're going to have one show a week where it's just me and her talking. And we're going to have one show where we bring in a guest. And we're putting the guests in order right now. And things should be organized soon enough. But it's going to be called White Rabbit. And we'll let you guys know exactly where it is, exactly when it happens. Be sure to follow me, Frantic Missy. And VLAN, VLAN Q on Twitter for more announcements. But we've decided we're going to put our heads together and we're going to conquer and attack and bring to light all the stuff that you guys didn't know were historical and current fact. All the deep dive stuff that, so I mean, nobody, not everybody's got time to do the crazy stuff that we do where we, you know, spend eight hours digging into a subject. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody can sacrifice sleep so they can find out what really happened with George Soros and about how he's blind in one eye and what that relates to. But we're going to come, we're going to go after that. We're going to go after it hard and we're going to bring you the news and the information that you need to know. And we're going to bring in guests that can also add to the conversation. And we're super excited about it because 
at the end of the day, the more you know, right? Absolutely. Anything you want to add to that? A little, it'll be more, I mean, it'll be a lot of historical fact and um, how one thing leads to another, but it'll be more theory than than uh, what Mick and I do, because Mick and I like to dive into, or Mick especially likes to dive into the hard facts of what's going on today um, and not so much the theory behind it. So we're, we're going to dive down rabbit holes. And if you guys have any topic selections you want to contribute, please feel free to DM me on Twitter at Frantic Missy and let me know what you would like to have us talk about. And if you have documents or screenshots or anything to back it up, it'd be awesome to get those from you as well. You can also email them to me if the attachments are too large at frantbooking at gmail.com. Just make sure you make the subject white rabbit. Sounds good. And I think we're going to wrap this up. Missy, thank you so much for coming on tonight. It was awesome. Mick, thank you for sitting in the the corner and coloring for part of it and not being a tremendous asshole. I certainly appreciate it. Mick, you're a gorgeous person. I appreciate you. You're doing what you need to do. And it's hard. I'm sure it's hard to be honest, especially when you have all these facts in your head and like, and you want, you, you genuinely care about what people need to know. And I, it, no matter what, I respect you for that. And I really appreciate you allowing me to come on. Thanks y'all. He's a gorgeous person. He's my eye candy. He's, he's a keeper. <laughs> You can speak now, my love. Do it. Yes, go ahead. Do I get to speak? I yes, was just wondering. <laughs> so still, fuck off. <laughs> so everyone, <laughs> again, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Um, you can find me on Twitter, as Missy said, at VLynQ, and then on Telegram at the Patriot Party with VLyn and Mick. And we have a Patriot Party chat in there as well. So please feel free to contribute. Um, like, comment, share, subscribe. We, uh, we've busted through 10,000 listens and we're, we're kind of exponentially growing from there. It's really exciting. So thank you everyone for your support. Keep it coming. And keep an eye out for our new podcast, White Rabbit. All right. And good night. Good night. <laughs>